Bonnie Frank. I just took a shit in the New Year's corn just to bring in the New Year's. Uh, trying to have a conversation with a horn is like shitting in it. Uh, happy New Year, fuckers. Hey, sick and wrong. Uh, in case you didn't understand, Barney Frank. This is Jake from Dexter, Michigan. Wishing you guys a happy new year. Uh, we took a shit in a party horn. We'll probably post it to the sick and wrong forum later. Love you guys. You guys rock. Peace out. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, E. Simon. Fuck you, haters. Lance Wackerly. <laughs> What's up there, Wackerly? People Happy. People do not like the slide whistle in general. Or the people who don't like the slide whistle are more vocal about it. Yeah, but no. Fuck them. We've been, uh, yeah, we've been receiving some negative feedback with that slide whistle. But I do like your defiant attitude. I might start a Facebook group called, you know, Fans of Slide Whistles. <laughs> the See Fans many... of Wackerly Slide Whistle. That's good. Take a picture of it. Yeah, okay. I like that. And you can put that in the profile picture. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm going to do that. So, uh, Happy New Year there, Wackerly. Did you have a good one? Oh, it was great. Oh, uh, really? Was it epic? Fantastic. Was it epic? It was not epic. Now, well, did you at least get drunk and puke all of your girlfriend? Didn't puke. Roman shower, baby. I didn't. I didn't Ring have any incidents. Year. Any drunken incidents, really? I, I couldn't talk at the end of the night, but that's normal. You went to L.A. though, right? Los Angeles. <clears throat> yes. It was a Southern California New Year's. It was down home Southern California. New did Year's. you go to a bar or was no, it a house God, party? No, I don't do that. House it party. Was a house, house party, and uh, my my friends, uh, a married couple that we both know. They made food, some Turkish food, uh, made some cocktails, champ- a little drinking, champagne. A little good food, a little <laughs> yeah. champipple. Shambrain, as I like to put it. That's always it's like a good shampoo thing. for your brain. Yeah, that's, a, that's always a good thing. Right. You know, mine, mine was kind of, I mean, actually, mine was a good New Year's this year. You yeah. know, I always dread going out New Year's Eve because when you live in a, met- a large metropolitan area, it's, it's just New Year's Eve is a bitch. It's like cabs. Are non-existent. Oh yeah, cabs. Clubs are, are two times as expensive to get in. Drinks are like you know they they raise the price five bucks per drink. Did you have to take uh, any uh, women out to dinner? No, didn't have to do that. <laughs> what did you eat? I did enough drugs that I didn't need to eat. <laughs> the staff of <laughs> life. That way. Coke. <laughs> but so uh, no, we ended up going to uh, a sleazy at a pre-party at his house. Kind of fun. Everyone's hanging out, and then mm-hmm. we went to um, club. Did uh, he uh, have snacks or were there decorations? I mean, describe know, the party. Sleazy E actually, you know, you know, in Sleazy E's defense here, I want to say this: that mm-hmm. man knows how to throw a good party, right? Because I've I've been relentlessly over the years just raked over the coals for any party I've ever tried to throw. Sleazy E went to Bevmo and bought like a hundred dollars worth of liquor. There you go. So he was ready to go. He had Champipple. Right. He had. You know, uh, bullet bourbon, he had vodka. So, yeah, we were, we were pretty much stacked. It was well, cool. <clears throat> so what else happened? So, anyway, we ended up going to uh, uh, the club here to, to this night called Booty. It's like this mashup music. The music's so horrible, but it didn't matter. Because, Boogie? 
It's called booty. Oh, booty. It's actually kind of a successful thing. They do it all over the world. Oh, really? This couple that... Retards they, like dance parties? That's, yeah, that's news to you? No, but they do mashups. They take Ooh. two songs and mash them on uh-huh. top of each other, which yeah. I thought that was something that was popular in like 2001 or 2004, <laughs> and it was going to die now, yeah. but they still do it. Yeah. So anyway... Uh, and they they do it live too. It's like a band that will be like one guitarist will be playing like Rage Against the Machine, the other guitarist will be playing Led Zeppelin, and mm-hmm. they they play together, and it's a mashup. Maybe they're just so drunk they don't know which songs they're supposed to be playing. That's what I think the music sounds like. <laughs> well, so anyway, we go to this bar, this this club, and it's usually sixty dollars a ticket to get in. Sleazy E got us on the list, and then we get in there. The girl I was with knew the bartender, free drinks all night. So wow. I only spent fifty dollars, only fifty dollars on New Year's for which a Jew. That's like a, a Hanukkah miracle. Yeah. You know? All right. But I am putting a stop to all holiday talk right as of now. Yeah. No more holiday talk because it's uh. a new year. And we, 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 we've already done our New Year's wishes for everybody. But the next it's day I was genuine so trash. jack off sleeve wary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all about the jack off sleeves. <laughs> Jackuary. But no, so the next day I was, you know, New Year's. Were you completely hungover? Like, did you do anything? Did you even mm. leave the house on New Year's? No, I played... Uh, I played video games for like 18 hours, and my girlfriend didn't even complain because she was so hungover. Uh, dude, I was, she watched Rosemary's Baby, which she'd never seen before, which I thought was really odd. weird. Yeah, I thought everyone's seen that movie. No, I just laid around the house all day until my friend kept insisting that I go see the movie Avatar with Oh, him. you should have watched Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> I would have much preferred to see Rosemary's Baby. But even after me seeing it a bunch of times, it was pretty great to watch my girlfriend watch it. And on top of never seeing it, she had no idea what it was about. She was like, oh, she do you want to watch... heard of it? No, this was great. You want to watch Rosemary's Baby now? And I was like, do you really feel like watching a scary movie? And she's like, scary movie? I was like, what do you think this is about? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> Did she think it was a rom-com? She didn't know at all. She thought it was like a maternity movie, which was incredible to watch with her. Okay, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> so she was watching the whole movie thinking she's pregnant and this is cute. It's a maternity movie. She didn't... No, no, I mean, it's a creepy fucking movie. She's not a retard. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but it was great because she had no idea what was going to happen. And, like, these creepy fucking neighbors they have, you know, she was really creeped out, which is exactly how you should watch the movie. That is, a, yeah, actually, now that's commendable because everyone else I've seen watch that movie has heard about it. Yeah, and it, it totally ruins, ruins the whole thing. It ruins the, I mean, ruins the know, surprise. That's yeah. like someone who watches The Shining and never heard of The Shining. That's the best way to watch yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's the best way to watch it. I watched Anyways. it with my mother, and my mother was completely just stunned. Like, when the blood came out of the elevator, she's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> she had, I mean, she had no idea that well, it was like about a haunted hotel. I'm uh-huh. like, well, it's, it's a bloody elevator. Yeah. Well, so anyway, I went and saw the movie Avatar on uh, New Year's Day, mm-hmm. which was such a bad idea to begin with, because you know it's going to be packed. Yes. And that movie's like, what, the number one movie in the world right now for some yeah. God-known reason? I and know it not. still hasn't broken even, I don't think. No, I, yeah. It's so it's, expensive to make. But so anyway, my friend calls me up. He's like, yeah, you want to go see Avatar? I got you a ticket. And I was like, okay. And so it was supposed to be me, uh, my friend Sky, and uh, P-Town were going to go. So I was like, all right, P-town. cool. P-Town. <laughs> and so I go show up. Uh, so anyway, I go there, and they, were, they got there really early because there's a line outside the, the theater. Of people wanting to go to that movie. And you cut in line. No, they were in line. So I didn't right. show up till my normal time about Right, 10, but 10 you cut late. in line. I totally cut in line. Oh, dick. And so, but, I, but it, was, you know, it was worth I'm it. I'm with these guys, bro. I'm the one who was sneaking in the liquor. Well, okay. So I was making some sacrifices there. I know. So, but anyway. But did you give liquor to all the people behind you in line? No. <laughs> so fuck off. 
<laughs> they got the finger, the slide whistle. <laughs> you can smell my beer farts back there, bitch. No, I snuck in like a six pack of beer and uh, I think a pint of vodka. But so we go in there, I go and meet them for the movie, and I realize, oh, it's not just Sky and P Town. They're with their significant others. So it's Sky and his girlfriend, P Town and his girlfriend, and me, yeah. the fifth wheel legend the legend the fifth wheel wheel legend always in the way (laughs) well exactly when's the last time you were the fifth or the third wheel i think the fifth wheel is probably better than being the third wheel no what It, it really all depends on the people you're with yeah that's true um but it's funny when you're sitting there in the middle, there's if a couple they, to your right, a couple to your left, yeah. they're holding hands, sharing And popcorn. they all just moved in together, not with each other, but like they all moved in, you know, the couples moved in. Yeah, so they're, you know, they were having How do you even say moments. that to make it make sense? They each moved in with each other's significant others. Recently. Recently. Yeah, recently, and then they look So they're in the, uh, you know, they're still in the honeymoon the phase. The honeymoon phase, yeah. And here I am just yeah, kind of like I got this, the beer, bitches. Yeah, I'm like this dark, you know, barrier, <laughs> negative barrier, just like... When's D gonna settle down? One day you'll meet a nice woman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, a nice woman that I don't have to pay for, maybe. <laughs> but so anyway, we, we go watch this movie, Avatar, and it's like, okay, don't get me wrong. I was high as a kike, and yes, visually, it's a cool movie. It's, it's really incredible. Visually, it's an incredible movie. Right. The story, here's the story. Here's how I describe Avatar. It dances with wolves, mm-hmm. but fuck the movie Fern Gully. And they had a child. Right. It would be Avatar. Now, a child with a bunch Kevin of... Costner's not in it, right? <laughs> he might as well have been. The spirit of Kevin Costner's it, in it? He might as well have been. It, 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 I mean, the story was so god What about Stands with a Fist? <laughs> You're thinking of the porn version of Dance with, the, with Wolves. No, that's Mary McCormack's name. And the only reason I remember her is because she was uh, the president in Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Do you remember Fern Gully? No. The movie for Gully is about of, saving I, the forest. I've read the comparisons. It was, it, that's exactly what it is. Like, we got to save the forest and we well, got to protect the blue people. But isn't it a forest planet? I don't know, dude. It was fucking ridiculous. Were there so Ewoks? I ended up, no, no one else was drinking any beer, so I ended up drinking three of those beers. Nice. And I can tell you one thing, people. If you're going to go sit through that three-hour god-awful movie, don't drink beer because you're going to want to piss like five times. Hey, hey, hey. Just bring a stadium, pal. What do you What do you mean? You just uh, like you know a bag that's taped to your leg, <laughs> like a urinal. Yeah, <laughs> you could just kind of piss in a, like per, those, a portable like, personal a portable urinal. urinal. Yeah, oh, that might work. That might work. No, yeah, it will so, work. Trust me. Visually, it's a cool movie. Get <laughs> or stoned just and go see it. But yeah, I don't know. That story was just killing me. Was, but the ever so this is what everybody says. It's the visuals are awesome, man. But it's fucking three hours long. Can I go see? The 15 minute visual version and then leave? Well, no, they do a lot of like, cool stuff. Like, here are the coolest it's... 3D parts. Whoa, my God, that dragon almost flew right at my ass. Oh, look at that huge bouncing 3D boob. Blue boob. Dude, that, and, then, that, and then leave like after twenty minutes of that. That was one thing about that was one thing about that movie. These the the blue people or whatever uh-huh. they look like tall, sexy Smurfs. Was there and any like, open hole scenes? The whole time you're sitting there trying to stare and see if you can see a hole. Maybe you see but like you a never, little bit but of a you blue never nipple. Could, though you could kind of see blue nipple. I'm, I'm talking about hole, times. open hole. I didn't see any gaping holes. Although mm. I did notice on the forum that someone already posted a link to some Avatar porn. It was. Pretty horrible in quality. I mean, the guy didn't make it himself. He was just linking to it. Yeah, but you know they're so going to make it. Por- I feel justified in saying it was all pretty horrible. You know they're going to make an Avatar porn movie. 
You mean like Anal full tar. CGI, or <laughs> it's going to be like that horrible ET porn? It's just disgusting and All I disturbing. Gotta say, they got to make an Avatar porn, and it's got to be 3D. It's got to be IMAX and CGI. And yeah, it can't be just some be some CGI. like fat porn chick like in blue paint. Are you saying they just can't paint Ron Jeremy blue? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to avoid that. Because then, I mean, why not just call it the Smurf porn? It's the same thing. Oh, but yeah, they might as they might as well. But anyway, yeah. so you know what that movie made me feel afterwards. I just Horny. wanted to get the hell out of there because I was like, you know, just destroy the forest. I can't give a fuck about these blue creatures and who right. cares? You know, it's like they're sitting on top of a ton of like gold, basically. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, of course, just destroy them. Who cares? I just want to get out of here and urinate. But I left the movie with such a bad taste in my mouth for hippies and right. conservationists mm-hmm. that today when I was Look, reading- I, everybody knows that I'm the biggest science fiction dork in the universe and I refuse to see it. <laughs> Dude, the visuals, man. I don't give a fuck. You wouldn't see it because you don't smoke weed. But if you smoke weed, you'd enjoy that movie. Because you're too you're too high to pay attention to the you know the inane story. So you're looking at it, you're like, yeah, that dragonfly thing's cool. That that blue chick with the tail. Is yeah, no, no. I, I, yeah. I already said I'll see the 20 minute version. I just can't, I I can sit there high for three hours. But so what what my point is talking about Avatar is when I left that movie, I had such bile welling up in my mouth for uh-huh. conservationists and hippies. And I was just like, I mean, it seriously, it like fermented this just hatred for, you know, Greenpeace. Yeah. And so then today when I was reading in the paper about that, you heard about that, that whaling boat Did that I? got smashed by the Japanese ship. It got rammed by a Japanese ship and destroyed. <laughs> well, allegedly. I was just like, go Japan. <laughs> I'm so for you. I'm so behind you guys. They're like the uh, crusaders for the human race and progress. <laughs> No, but I mean, it was like, it was seriously, I was like, Japanese whalers are badass. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's like they rammed that boat yeah. and uh, just destroyed. But it was it was kind of a funny story, though. And I don't think a lot of people probably, they heard about it, but I think they glossed over some of the details. I was all over it. Oh, it, it was amazing. But, but you're right. The details slowly came out throughout the day, and it just kept getting funnier and funnier. Well, at first, it's like when I, this morning when I first saw the story, I was like, first of all, first of all, looking at it, I'm like, is that a boat? It looks like the Batmobile. It is. Well, there's a bat boat. It looks like the bat boat. What is that boat? It's like a a power <laughs> boat racer thing. Well, you why know, are you fighting whales in that? Why wouldn't you fight? Oh, yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they but should be like fighting a, the whales. Yeah, but but it's like a ten. Not the whalers. Yeah, not the whalers. But it's like a a five million dollar boat. If you're gonna go fuck with whales, no, no, it's more than you're confusing two numbers. The boat costs like five billion dollars. <laughs> Maybe not billion. Maybe like fifty million. You're getting confused because one of the funders of the boat is none other than Bob Barker yeah. of uh, The Price is Right fame. Okay, so he did. And he donated $5 million, so he's a, like a one-tenth owner. Well, let me give you a little bit of background and we can get into some of these details here. So the, uh, just this past uh, – this morning, actually, or I guess it was early this morning. Who, there's it's the a, other side of the world. Who knows what time is? Yeah, there. it was a clash Wednesday off of Antarctica between a Japanese <laughs> whaler – and a boat from a protest group partly bankrolled by former game show host Bob Barker. This left the clash left the anti-whaling vessel badly damaged and each side accusing the other of life-threatening behavior. <laughs> the boat was called the Addie Gill, which is a sleek wave-piercing power boat that resembles a stealth bomber. It looks like the bat boat. It's like black, yeah. it looks like the bat boat. Yeah. It's it was, like a catamaran. It's got these like things that come out the side, you know? Yeah, and you know that thing can go really fast. It looks pretty cool, but can it go really fast though in the Antarctic waters where the waves <laughs> are like 30 feet high? I mean, how fast can you go? It just seems really impractical to be fighting whalers and that Yet thing. Yet cool looking. Really cool looking. Yeah. 
You didn't get cape to ride that thing. So uh, the the boat was sheared off by the Shonan Maru, which is a Japanese whaling boat. I like that name too. Shonan Maru. Yeah. It's like the samurai it's like a whaler. It was the latest in a series of escalating confrontations between the U.S. based Sea Shepherd Conservation Society. And the Japanese whaling fleet. <laughs> sea shepherds. <laughs> <laughs> but, so they get, need a better name. That name sucks. So there has been a series of confrontations that have been escalating over the past right. few years. But yeah. it, um, it, basically what it is is the Japanese uh, still condone uh, hunting whales. They claim yeah. it's done under the veil of scientific research. Yeah, they, the Japanese call the shonen knife or whatever it's called. <laughs> the, the boat. It's a whaling research boat, not a whaling boat. So Japan kills about 1,200 minka whales a yeah. year during the December to February season. I did some um, cheeseburger research for lunch today. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite productive, I tell you what. Tokyo claims that it's completely for scientific research. Yeah, I'm doing some whiskey research right now, Jack Daniels. I'm uh, researching some MGD as we speak. <laughs> but con- conservationists suspect it's a cover for commercial whaling. So what happens here is the Sea Shepherd is protecting the Sea Shepherd Conservation Society is protecting the whales through aggressive and confrontational tactics. Uh-huh. Now, um, does the, do the Sea Shepherds do they shave the whales for their for their wool? Is that what they're doing? I mean, the sh- they are the shepherds. They right? are the shepherds. I don't think they're that kind of shepherd though. Because I would love a good whale wool sweater. <laughs> I think it would be really warm sweater? in these cold San Francisco nights. Well, have you seen the Animal Planet show Whale Wars? I don't watch Animal Planet. The only show I watch on Animal Planet is the one where like the dogs in Detroit are abused. Oh yeah, yeah. The <laughs> animal animal police. cops. Animal cops. Yeah. Whale Wars is actually kind of cool. I mean, they, really? they actually. You've seen it? Yeah, I've seen it before. Okay. I saw it with Big Jer. But they, they Animal Planet sends out a couple cameramen that sit in one of the Sea Shepherd boats and they just go out and fuck with Japanese whalers. Is Big Jer going to be mad at me for making fun of this story? I, I bet know, you. I, I bet you he is. He Big Jer's kind of a hippie, and he, he is uh, a hippie. He supports the whales. Yeah. But so both sides... I support the whales. Yeah, I mean, so do I. They're an endangered species. You know, I mean, I... I, I'm a big whale supporter. (laughs) Um, Are you talking about fat chicks? Well, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. I kind (laughs) of thought there was like a a hidden reference there. So Sea Shepherd's efforts have spawned the Animal Planet TV series Whale Wars, which is kind of an entertaining show. And it's also helped win the group high-profile patrons, Mm -hmm. even though they they are subject to a lot of criticism because of their tactics, their aggressive tactics. But among the group's financial backers is Bob Barker. Awesome. None other than the former Price is Right host. I don't think – I think Bob Barker should be like a president, you know, like – like we still call Bill Clinton President Clinton. You're, you're yeah, president yeah. for life. So Bob Barker should be Price's Right host, Bob Barker, or, or just game show host Bob Barker. I mean, he's always going to be a game show host. In everyone's mind, he's going to be. Yeah. In my mind, he's going to be King Stud. <laughs> oh, fuck you, Mountain, <laughs> dude, King Stud of Fuck Mountain. That's Bob <laughs> Barker in my mind. Yeah, he is pretty badass. Dude, when I was a kid. I used to idolize that man. I'd watch. You remember you'd stay home sick. You'd watch oh, that fuck show, yeah, and yeah. I'd be like, "It was like dude. the holy grail." Because all the television when you're a kid, you know, that's on during the school day is just. It's like the holy grail of it's TV. Soap it's soap so awesome. Or uh, you know, soap operas or mundane female talk shows, and then all of a sudden there's like the two hour, two hours of bliss that is The Price Is Right. Well, I, I guess you're you're saying that most of it is shit then. No, I'm saying all the other programming shit, except right. for two hours of uh, I think if you had fortune. cable, there was a lot of good stuff. I wasn't rich, actually. <laughs> <laughs> rabbi didn't make that you much money. That no, rabbi cable. Money. <laughs> but no, I remember as a kid just watching them just in awe and just being like, 
dude, he must be banging all of those chicks. Yeah, he was. As, yeah, you know, like right in the back. And did, did he get like sued for sexual harassment by a couple? All the time. And he was like, of course I'm sexually harassing these bitches. What do you think the point is of having, you know, like Pat Sajak fucked up. Because he just had Vanna White. They made yeah. Vanna, like, the girl. So, you know, after, like, one season, he's sick of her shit. But he didn't get to cycle through prizes Right slots. But yeah, Bob Barker, Bob Barker would keep, like, a showcase showgirl around for, like, one, maybe two episodes. As soon as she gives him some lip, <laughs> wink, wink, <laughs> one way or the other, he's like, all right, next, you're out. What do you think the price was, right? What do you think the price was to get in their pants? For him? Yeah. Or for the, I mean, they just wanted to be famous. This is, it's the classic Hollywood casting couch situation. And he, like, would have every race, all brunettes, <laughs> redheads, like, African-American women, curly-haired Jewesses. Dude, he just cycled through chicks. You know, as, awesome. soon, yeah. as soon as I think they spurned his sexual advances, he was just like, all right, fire them, get some more. Or when they didn't, when they accepted his sexual advances, and he, he was, was like, one down, chuck it. And, he, and if you looked really closely, he had that long microphone. Today, if you had like HD, you could probably, or if they filmed it in HD, you could see it. He had little notches on that long microphone. Those are all the oh, chicks he shagged. Oh, how many prices right bitches he shagged. Yeah. God, he's such a stud. Seriously. King stud of fuck mountain, that yeah. guy. I think he would get, you know, in, in the nighttime when they weren't taping the show, I think inside that big wheel... You could get in there, and that was like a sex toy. You'd like fuck a bitch in that thing while you're spinning around. It's crazy. So do you think crazy, do you, crazy horny shit? I mean, what about the polinko machine? Do you think he was like banging bitches on that polinko? I don't know how that would work, but probably. <laughs> or the Matterhorn with a little guy just going up and down. Do you, you know, he, you know what you can do with that, right? Did he ever double team any chicks with that Roddy guy? Rod, yeah, I think he'd bring Roddy around because you know what, Roddy, Roddy was the cocaine connection. <laughs> That's why I was like, come on down, I'm so fucking high. Bob, you want some of this? After the show, Roddy, after the show. So <laughs> Gotta keep it together up here. So I don't think the country of Japan really knows who they're fucking with here. Because, yes, back to Japan and their whaling. Yeah, the former Price is Right host, um, Bob Barker, recently gave the Sea Shepherd $5 million. The his, activist, his, his financial tentacles reach across the, the, the power that Bob Barker wields reaches a, is transnational reaches yeah, across the globe. Uh, the he will come to get you. Well, the activist named a vessel the Bob Barker, and this really? uh, was near the scene of the clash and actually rescued the crew of the stricken Addie Gill, the bat boat that sank. Man the patches on the Barker, my mateys. Bob Barker apparently is a, a fervent animal activist. Like he's uh, supports the Humane Society. I guess he's <laughs> he an loves cutting their genitals off. I'll tell you that because that's how he ended every show. <laughs> Spay and neuter your pets, people. Uh, okay. <laughs> I remember that. But so my question is, Bob Barker, now that he's like uh, fighting whaling, so do you think Bob Barker is Aqua Grandpa? Because there's Aqua Lad, mm. there's Aquaman. Aqua Girl. Aqua Girl. And now there's Aqua yeah. Grandpa. He's almost Aqua Corpse. <laughs> <laughs> but once you have a ship named after you, that, I mean, that's like immortality, right? Well, they have you, another... you can have Burial at Sea from a boat that's named after you. Badass. One more notch of badassedness for Bob Barker. Well, there's another Sea Shepherd vessel companion one of the Bob Barker called the Steve Irwin. Nice. Yeah. So uh, I think you have to be like That's a kind famous... of actually, that's kind of uh, morbid, right? Because didn't he die in the ocean like stung by a sea ray or some shit? Yeah, the Puerto Ricans of the sea, they sting <laughs> stinging people with their knives. <laughs> their okay. knife-like tails. Yeah. 
Uh, so anyway, Paul Watson, Sea Shepherd's founder here. Let me get back to the story. We're, we're digress. Bob Barker got me all it's excited. Hard, hard to Bob not Barker digress. gets me so excited, even yeah. to this day. Don't even get me really started on Steve Irwin. So let's just put yeah. a stop to that right now. Uh, Paul Watson, Sea Shepherd's founder, he vowed to continue to c- confront the whaling fleet. He claims the Japanese whalers have now escalated this conflict very violently. We have a full-scale whale war on our hands now, and we have no <laughs> intention of retreating. Dude, whale. they got Grandpa on their back. Yeah. Whale war. You've seen Happy Gilmore. Yes. Bob I Barker's a badass. Do not fuck with him. Beat the crap out of Adam Sandler. Are, are they going to ride the whales like Paul Usul Muad'Dib rode the sandworms in Dune? <laughs> I mean, is that what we're talking about here with the whale war? I see your nerd colors <laughs> shining through. Muad'Dib! <laughs> I'll knock yeah, you off your chair if, with my voice, bitch. I don't know if they're going to like, yeah, like have like a what a conch shell, like, and just like nice. get all the whales, just yeah. go after them. Right, Bob Barker on the lead humpback. You I'm know not what? Sure. I, you know what I bet you they're gonna do nothing. <laughs> I bet you this is a whole bunch of shit. Because the the Japanese claim that uh, they were rammed or something, or that it, you know they're both hurling uh, accusations of dangerous. You know, sea behavior <laughs> at each other. See, you know, non buggery sea behavior. My take on this, and the, you know, discounting my antipathy towards hippies and conservationists, uh-huh. but uh, my take on this is I think the Japanese are fully justified to ram these guys out of the water. Uh huh. I, I, I feel they're fully justified. Well, I mean, this, the whole point of this, this, this bat boat is to harass the other boat. I mean, well, that's why it's there. That's what it's built for. Real quick, let me get through some of these techniques that these, uh, the Sea Shepherds use against the Japanese whalers. I mean, could you imagine if you're a Japanese whaler and these hippies, hippie longhairs, are coming and throwing uh, foul-smelling glass bottles full of foul-smelling butric acid on the decks of your vessel? Butric acid? Butric acid, yeah. Does not sound fun. No, they they uh, throw bottles of a food additive that smells like rancid butter. They throw paint at you. Um, they have horns and they try to get in front. They try to actually air horns. Yeah, air horns. They try to mount your sea vessel and just and actually like throw your equipment over. They bombed the vessels before. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, these people are, I mean, they're, they're extremely You can only take aggressive. so much before you wake the sleeping samurai. <laughs> well, so the uh, Sea Shepherd and the, the conservationists claim that the, the Japanese use acoustic sound balls, which emit a loud noise and uh, deafens the people. They use uh, concussion <laughs> grenades, nice. uh, solid brass and lead balls, and water cannons. I see. If you watch the video, they were spraying the... The, the what the fuck was it called? The stealth stealth boat with the water with cannon, the water though. cannons yeah, the water as cannon. this incident happened. I think, but the boat just kind of drifted in front. Of well, the, you uh, can't tell what's happening you know, with the waves and the currents, and you know what I'm saying. But I'm saying if you're willing to wage a quote unquote war with a ship in your bat boat or whatever hydrofoil you might have, right? And you're throwing like foul smelling rancid butter bombs at these guys. Yeah, expect a war. You're on the high seas. Right, because, I mean, here's what happens. They're, they're harassing these guys, this big whaling research vessel, and, like, you know, the, the swabbies and the deckhands are dealing with it, and they're still catching whales, but, like, you know, the whale catching starts to, to die down because the, the, the fishermen or whatever, the, research, the lab, white lab coats, are, are, deal, are now dealing with the butter bombs, and at some point... The captain of the Japanese whaling boat has to leave his bukkake room yeah. in, the, in the bottom with his concubines on the bottom of the boat, 
And that's when he's just like, fuck it, I'm ramming them. Dude, I'd be pissed too. It's like you're disrupting my bukkake night. Right. You know, it's it's, it's because a bunch of long hairs want to save some whales. Right. In a $5 billion, you know, bat boat. I know. Like, I'll tell you what I think of your fucking bat boat. <laughs> Look at my huge whaling boat. That just ran fucking run you over with it, you cunt. Too. Well, I guess the, the, uh, the, the confrontation has escalated a bit, partly because... Um, many people in Japanese parliament and uh, Japanese media have accused the Japanese whaling fleet of being wimps in the face of attacks. <laughs> and they say that Japan should not tolerate this kind of humiliation. Right. So people in, are claiming in, in that... parliament. Yeah, well, people are claiming... Parliament. <laughs> well, they're saying that it's this attitude that uh, led them to start ramming the uh, protesters. The, par- the parliament called them out the as, parliament. as pussy bitches. <laughs> But they are. I oh, mean, you pussy bitch. You know, it's like they've been shooting Why water, you take this from cannons. Western White Rondi? Yeah, I mean, I would be using full-on, like, cannonballs like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. I don't even care. It's Flaming like, arrows and if, shit. If the hippies are waging war against you, it's on. You're on the high seas. Yeah. If, it's, a, it's, it's international law at that point, which is means there's no law, really. Well, that, that's my second point. Is Until the cre- space aliens come and impose you know, a one-world government. Who creates the laws, though, to protect whales? And how do, how do they enforce them? Uh, like, who, who makes the laws? Is it like the United Nations? I think we're Nations? reading about it right now. Yeah, but I mean... Do, Nobody ever, enforces it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's impossible to enforce it. Batman of the Sea. Well, I, so I've read something about. I did a little. I did a little bit of sick and wrong patented internet research. You opened I went up to Wikipedia. Wikipedia. <laughs> nice. But in 1946, uh, the International Whaling Convention was established to oversee the management of the whaling industry worldwide. 1946. You yeah. Say. Wow. And so for 40 right years. Right after. Uh, so this must have had something to do with World War II and us occupying Japan, maybe. Yeah, that could have been. Probably had something to do with it. The reconstruction or whatever they call it. So for 40 years, they uh, studied the rapid decline in the population of whales from whaling. In the 19- that, you know what that probably was? We could, we could still tell Japan what to do back then because we were like, don't make us nuke you again. <laughs> yeah, got plenty more bombs where that came from. You, that was just two. You think we only made two of those nuclear bombs? Come on! So in 1986, the International Whaling Convention instituted an indefinite ban on commercial whaling. And the Who bands- gave a fuck about the whales back then? There was no hippies in 1946. No, in 86, they came out with a ban. Oh, so this okay. is The commission started in 46, and they were just like, 40 years. all right, people, only kill 1,000 whales a year. But in 86, 40 years later, they, then they came said, out don't with kill a, any. with an actual Got ban it. on whaling. Right. But countries such as Japan and Norway have never honored the ban. Those Norwegians! And Norwegians Jorgen. and the Japanese. But it's think Jorgen. about the Norwegians. Like, you know... You know, whaling's part of their culture. How many people live in Norway? Uh, probably about 27? Yeah, but I mean, it's seriously a fraction of the population of right. Japan. Yeah. And so J- Japan, obviously... Japan doesn't have many people either. They have a lot of old people because like, nobody has kids anymore. Yeah, but they got a lot of sushi restaurants. And that's where they're eating whales. They love seafood. Yeah, in Norway... Wait, but do you ever see them eating pussy in those Japanese pornos? I, don't, I, don't, I can't recall ever seeing it's cause that. Because it's pixelated. You can't see it. <laughs> Oh, so they're doing it. I just can't see it. Yeah, it's all pixelated. You have no idea <laughs> I thought, what's going on. I thought, he was, I thought he was whispering in her ear. <laughs> I couldn't really see because of the tell. pixels. Well, you can see him take I a... I thought sh- she had like a hairy earlobe. <laughs> you can see him take a shit on her forehead or shove that octopus I in know. her asshole, but you can't see him lick her pussy. Yeah, well, I thought he was whispering in her ear. <laughs> I'm going to shit on your face and make you open your mouth. 
so so the international whaling convention has actually established laws to um to protect the whales but who enforces that japan can do whatever they want i mean yeah, is really someone they can. It's, but i mean it was the united states you know it's, it's like you might have a couple hippies that go out now bob barker aqua grandpa well you know Tomorrow, now that we know Bob Barker's involved, it's a different story. But up till now, you're asking. I don't know. I mean, international law is only as valid as the will of the other countries to, like, you know, bomb the fuck out of you or, or not sell you. But who's going to bomb any... Japan for killing, you know, 100 whales? Nobody. Do you care? Does that mean? I, I don't even have a bomb, so it doesn't matter. But if I had a bomb, I, I really, think I'd have but... other, other issues going on. But so, I don't know. I, I, I just found it interesting that it's like, you know, you, you have the hippies that are out there trying to protect the whales, save the whales. Uh-huh. But really, the whole world's just kind of like, yeah, we'll make laws that say you can't do it, but we're not really going to do anything about it. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. I mean, so it's just kind of like, a, it's, it's just a, a, a feckless organization. Right. They can't do anything. But Japanese people, I don't think, really care about animals. That I they think, like Pokemons. Well, I think that is, the, and that's not even a real animal. Well, that that's the reason that they're never going to be able to convince these people that uh, you know that to stop killing whales or to kill whales is amoral and wrong and unethical. Yeah, they just don't. They don't even understand what the fuck you're saying, yeah, dude. In China, it, it would be like it would be like a Japanese person coming to us and saying, uh, you know, don't use that paper clip to clip a piece of paper together because the paper clips don't like it. We'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Exactly. I mean, and I think that's what they think when we tell them not to kill a whale. In China, they eat like tiger's arms. Right. You know, it's like a tiger arm. You can get that at a restaurant. Right. And, you know, it's like you're not going to go in there and convince these people, dude, it's an endangered species. You know what endangered species means? It's like these people drown their babies in buckets. Well, and that's the thing. <laughs> They're not stupid. They'd be like, yeah, I know what an yeah. endangered species and is. And I don't care. I don't give what do you, why do, what does that even mean? So I'm interested. Yes, to... these whales are almost gone. That's why I want to eat as many as I can before they are gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a going out of business sale for whales. Dude, they're just doing scientific research, okay, Wackerly? Yes. So I'm interested to see how high this war will escalate, Where, what it's going to come to. Do you think it's going to come to Bob Barker donning a wetsuit and riding a humpback oh, whale? Oh, God, I hope so. That would be pretty rad. Well, people, this is episode 207 here, or 208 of Sick and Wrong. A quick recap of last week's show, episode 207. We did three listener stories. Uh, first one was sent in by listener number one. I need to write the names down. <laughs> uh, it was about a Walmart hillbilly fracas. Yes. Uh, listener two sent a story about a Brazilian needle boy. And listener three sent a story about a Pakistani revenge. Eye for an eye, ear for an ear. Believe it or not, needle boy came in number one, 128 votes. Nobody likes to be filled with needles. Nope. You know, people uh, that really, I don't know, it really evokes some sympathy there. People just hate needles to be yeah. with and to have them shoved into your infantile bodies. Really yeah, disturbing. people fell for that kid. I think, you know, people felt more strongly for the kid because he's not going to be able to drink alcohol now because he associates Plus, it with Plus, do, don't you think when he finally got to the hospital and the doctor's about to take the needles out, they're like, uh, first we're going to have to give you a big shot of Novocaine. <laughs> no! <laughs> Not another needle. <laughs> uh, listener three, the Pakistani revenge story came in close second with 106, and the fracas, the hillbilly fracas, came in distant third with 31. What the fuck? 31. Mm. I don't know. All right, fine. People, you know the way sick and wrong works. Uh, we received the most disturbing news items of the week. We present three stories here on the show. The audience votes, and the winner gets a sick and wrong care package, which I've been thinking because it's a new year. And uh, we're Change entering our fourth year of Sick and Wrong. I'm thinking of getting a new 
sticking around care package. Just send out to people. No longer just going to send like a couple stickers of some of your pubic hair. I want to yeah. get something real. I gotta, I gotta admit something to the listeners. It hasn't been my pubic hair for a long time. I ran out a while back. <laughs> I thought uh, you started shaving because of the crabs. Well, I just when I come over, you know how some of the crackheads have dogs. Yeah, <laughs> I, I give them fifty cents and they let me like clip a little bit off. And that's what we've been sending out. I and usually do. Stickers. I do take it from the dog's pubic region, so just you know to be authentic. But I kind of want to mix it up. I want to get some new, uh, some new but some prizes. Pe- some people have been wear. emailing me like, "You don't look brindle in your pictures," but it's dog hair. <laughs> so, people, there you go. It's send in a, a story, a sick and wrong story that you think would make the show. Sick and wrong podcast hotmail dot com. You can submit them also through the forum. We'll present it here on the show. You guys vote, and the winner gets the new and improved cool sick and wrong care package. Right? Have you decided what it is yet? No, I, I, I put a little bit of thought about getting something new. But well, it should be enough. a surprise for the first winner, and then maybe he can post to the forum what he got or not or she. I was incredibly drunk and high over the weekend. I didn't put that much thought in there. I was like, you know what? We should get a new sick and wrong care package for people. But then yeah. I didn't get to the point where I was like, what should it be yet? Or or you thought about it way too much, but you, now you've forgotten it. That's yeah, probably more I, likely that, what that, that probably yeah. <laughs> I need to learn to write things down. Well, before we get to this week's shows here, <laughs> this week's stories here for episode 208, quick word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com, for, what did we say, dick sleeve January? Jack off sleeve January. Jackuary. <laughs> Jackuary. And uh, people, actually, there's a new Valentine's Day promotion that's coming up that we're really? going to do for the next month. Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty good. She was like... Uh, my contact over at com sent me an email. I was like, so we've got this Valentine's Day promotion coming up that you guys are really going to like. And I was like, okay, what is it? She's like, I'll let you know soon. All right. And um, I'm thinking, okay. Can I make a wackerly public service announcement? Yeah, well, what do you have to say? Boop, boop, boop. There's <laughs> a slide whistle for that. <laughs> it's way over there. This is an alert from the wackerly announcement service. Do not attempt to perform a Valentine's Day gambit. (laughs) I repeat, Christmas Day gambit, valid. Valentine's Day gambit, not valid. This is the end of the Wackerly Alert. So what you're saying here is don't pretend to be like, I'm not going to do anything for Valentine's Day for your girl. It's a bullshit holiday anyways, yeah. I've never tried it. I'm not saying from a bad experience. I just know that that is not good. Put it this way, people. If you're going to an attempt a Valentine's Day gambit, you can only beat Bob Barker because he's the only guy that could do right. that. Because yeah. Bob Barker's got ass for miles. He's got right. ass for, for years. Yeah, he can knock down three with a Valentine's Day gambit and still have 15 behind those ones. But normal left. humans such as you and I, no, don't we do can't that. go to our girlfriends and say, yeah, we're not going to do anything for Valentine's Day. Fuck that shit. I got a six-pack of Budweiser and a pack of lube. I don't, I don't believe in Valentine's Day. <laughs> so there you go, it's people. It's bullshit anyways. Do it up on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Get yourself, get your girlfriend and yourself an adult toy from AdamandEve.com. Yeah. So here's a quick edible word. Edible panties. Yeah, edible panties. Here's a quick word from our sponsor. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. 
Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So, Wackley, I think uh, you might have started last week's show. So let me kick off episode 208 with my first listener submission. So this story was sent in from Maria. I like that name. Oh, yeah. She says, they were probably getting a tattoo of their family crest, which is undoubtedly a Tasmanian devil shooting meth. (laughs) (laughs) What she's referring to is a couple was arrested for giving their own children, young children, tattoos. And believe it or not, this actually happened in the South. I mean, really? I'm, I'm so surprised. When I saw this, I was like, wait, this happened in the South? Totally thought this would happen. The South-South like, or the Southwest? Georgia. South-South. South-South. Yeah. Which, which makes a lot of sense. So a Northwest Georgia couple was arrested for giving six of their children, six, um, homemade tattoos. <laughs> they said they didn't do anything wrong. The kids, they say, wanted tattoos so they could be like their mom and their dad. Well, I can understand that. You know, I think these kids should find new role models like Tiger Woods or Hasselhoff. <laughs> Barker. Be like the Hoff. Bob Barker? Actually, Bob Barker's a damn fine role model. He was my role model. <laughs> when I was a kid, I aspired to be Bob Barker. Unfortunately, Drew Carey got the job. That God damn it! Fucking nerd bastard. <laughs> Still making me mad. Um, I'm their mother, says Patty Joe Marsh. Patty Joe. Such a white trash name. PJ. PJ. PJM. Shouldn't I be able to decide if my kids can have a tattoo? No. <laughs> you shouldn't, really. <laughs> you shouldn't actually be allowed to breed. A Georgia and she law- has six. Six, Does yeah. it say how old she is? Uh, you know, they don't say how old Patty Joe is. 16. Yeah, I'm thinking Patty Joe's probably 22. No, she's got to be like 30, I bet. Maybe. 34. Yeah, but Six most- is a lot. But you most, gotta push out a lot of kids. Most women, you gotta take a couple year break in between like three and four. Yeah, but most women in the South are already on their like sixth or seventh kid by age thirty two. Right. Well, how are you gonna jack up your welfare payments unless you're squeezing out a bunch of, you know, yeah. open mouths? Um Yeah, you know, their vagina isn't even a clown car, it's a pinto. <laughs> Still can fit a lot of kids in there if you don't if they're not all wearing seat belts, you can fit a lot of her, kids in a pinto. Her vagina's a rape van. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia law prohibits tattoos from anyone other than a licensed professional. Children under 18 are also prohibited from getting tattoos. However, you can still fuck your cousin. You can fuck your cousin, but isn't Georgia also one of those states where you're, you're like not allowed to get a blowjob or something stupid like that? Yeah, oral sodomy. Or yeah. It's just sodomy. Is legal. It's just called sodomy. It, yeah, sodomy. All sodomy. Yeah, and it extends to blowjobs. Yeah. So, pe- so what the, I mean, who knows what's going on with the law? I, I would be confused too what I was allowed to do. Well, I, I think there's a lot that uh, PJ here thinks she can do. Like if I went to Atlanta, Georgia and, and paid some hooker for a blowjob, would some Atlanta, Georgian podcast be like, and this motherfucker thinks he's going to get a blowjob. <laughs> Goddamn San Francisco Bay Area motherfucking trash. I give this one 15 cars up on blocks because that's what we got here in Georgia. <laughs> so... PJ Marsh and her husband Jacob here did the tattoos in their home. 
They cleaned up a tattoo machine that someone gave them. <laughs> well, at least they cleaned it up. Yeah, they cleaned it up. They used a guitar string as a needle. And out of the <laughs> okay. seven children that's in their custody, so there's more. There's more that. that oh, not all of them got tattooed. Yeah. Only the youngest child did not get a tattoo. The youngest child was four. It's probably a good thing. So what's the cutoff? Five years old? No, they, the kids are aged four to 17, but the youngest didn't get a tattoo. No, but they, they have some imaginary cutoff line of like, yeah, yeah, of, uh, oh, where... the, the baby's not old enough to be tattooed yet. <laughs> He's only four. Well, next year, we're going to tattoo him. PJ claims we would never do anything to hurt them. They liked it. Uh, she also said the children, ages 4 to 17, wanted small cross tattoos. Mm-hmm. And the couple did them after Thanksgiving. But when two of the children spent a weekend after Christmas with their biological mother, she immediately called child services and the police. Oh, so this is not Patty Joel's real children? Nope. Well, not all of them. <laughs> oh, the two. All right, got it. Okay. It's difficult to know with white trash. It's it really like is. You, you have no idea who so, actually So two of the those, kids are not Patty Joel's. I, I assume they're Jacobs, and I assume probably some of the kids aren't Jacobs. They're just Patty Joe's and some other Cletus. Well, I just wonder how many kids can you fit in a trailer? Like you said, a lot. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> as long as they're, I mean, if, you, if they're sleeping like in cupboards next to the Drano and uh, on top of the oven and you know behind the dryer, a lot. Because they don't all need their own bedrooms. Right? No, that's true. If that's they true. all need their own bedrooms, then you can only fit like four. Then there's only a couple. And two to a bedroom, maybe. But you can feed a lot of. I mean, you can you can feed a, a huge family on just a diet of Cheetos and grape soda, dog food. <laughs> <laughs> At least 10 police officers searched the family's home on December 28th. Amar says she and her husband were immediately arrested. They were charged with cruelty to children, reckless conduct, and tattooing, which is something that Marsh said she didn't even realize was illegal. She says, if I knew that, we wouldn't have done it, which is my favorite white trash plea. They always have the ignorance plea. Ignorance of the law. Yeah, ignorance of everything, though. Well, ignorance of the law is not a defense against the law is what they always say. But, right? but, but they always say, like, I didn't know that was illegal. Right. How was I supposed to know that smoking meth is illegal? Whoever, no one ever said that. <laughs> How am I supposed to have common sense about anything in my life? I live in a goddamn trailer and have six kids, <laughs> and they aren't even all mine, and my name's Patty Joe Marsh. <laughs> so the, comp- the couple ended up bonding out of jail on Friday. Is and- Marsh a Jewish name? No. What about Stan not. Marsh? Stan Marsh. Stan Marsh isn't Jewish, though. It's Which Kyle Broflowski that's Jewish. Oh, Broflowski. And that is a Jewish that's name. That's much more obvious. Sorry, I got them mixed up. The couple bonded out of jail on Friday and are now awaiting a court date. Uh, child services temporarily took the children out of their home, but now all the children are back with the Marshes. Uh, the couple contends they're good parents. Wait, they're with the Marshes or in the Marshes? <laughs> living, living amongst the Marshes. <laughs> Sorry, I, I got it. They're with the Marshes. The couple contends that they're good parents. And now they're being labeled as child abusers, which uh, PJ says is untrue. She says, and this is what she bases it on, her assertion. If I'm such a bad parent, then how come they bought my kids back right after I got out of jail? Hmm, that's a good question. That is a good point. I think Do you have any ideas? I think it's a child protective services fail on their part. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's the norm is child protective services failing. Or, you know, these kids are such a mess. They're just like, we have no, don't want to have anything to do with them. You know, yeah, exactly. But um, I, I imagine that those kids are probably going to be tattooing their infants once they get of a breeding age, which is like 13 well, in Georgia. When does something become a religious practice and something that the government is not allowed to interfere upon? 
Well, I think when you're harming children, it doesn't even matter if it's a religious practice. Really? So, like, when you, like, maybe would cut the end of their genitals off? <laughs> yeah, the government probably should interfere <laughs> with that. <laughs> That's just brutality. Just asking. Yeah. But you, you know what I wonder? It's like, thank God that the, uh, the kids only saw the parents' little crosses, because if they had noticed the... Uh, the, the tattoo right above their mom's pussy of a unicorn fucking a dolphin. That would have been embarrassing. That would have been something that they would have regretted the rest of their lives. Uh-huh. You know? They didn't see that one. They got a little cross. You could say it's a birthmark. Right. You know? Jesus did. I think you got to wait till you're... I think Georgia Law says you got to wait till you're 16 to get, you know, the uh, Ozzy Osbourne tear out. <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do Ozzy on their little knuckles. Mm. <laughs> you know these kids are going to be envied in school, though. Yeah, because they're going to have a tattoo. Right. Probably be the first kid to get an ear piercing. Uh-huh. I don't know. So on the sick and wrong star scale, because it's a difficult one to, um, to, to rank, really. Because think about it. It's like these parents didn't think they were doing anything wrong. No. You know, it's the well, kids wanted know. the tattoos. Yeah. But it's the whole fact that they were tattooing children. And with a guitar string, we kind of glossed over that. What, what the fuck is that all about? As they a had needle. a tattoo machine, but it didn't have a needle? Yeah, so they're using a guitar string. I don't even know how that works. As a, I mean, didn't they have a tattoo gun? This is a total jailhouse tattoo setup here. <laughs> if I knew about guitars, I would say, like, it must have been an E string, but I don't even know if the E is the thin one or... I'm just surprised. It couldn't have been the thick one, the, the big, the, the deep note. It had to be the thin one, right? I'm, I'm surprised he wasn't using a Bic pen. Why not? Yeah, no, he should have. He might as well have been. So on the sick and wrong star scale... I give it six crosses. <laughs> six crosses. But, uh, but only four stars. I'm only giving it four Cause stars. Because I, I think these kids are going to be envied in, in you know, the hit of the, the, hit of the uh, elementary school. Yeah. Although I don't really think these kids probably even go to school. Probably not. Homeschooled? <laughs> Maybe. I think, I think they go, <laughs> Home ignoranted? I think they go to the school of huffing gas behind <laughs> the trailer park. Yeah. <laughs> behind the trailer. So I'm going to give this four stars. Well, Wagley, what do you have here for episode 208? This one was sent in by James, and he sort of operates like a ghost in the nighttime and doesn't say anything or tell me where he's from. Just the story. The man of few words, that James. Jimmy. Jimmy the ghost. Jimmy no lips. (laughs) Dateline, Nairobi, Kenya. Is Kenya the country or is Nairobi the country? Kenya's the country. Nairobi is the city Uh and Kenya is the country, and you're going to receive a litany of complaints about that. Oh, I'm being willfully ignorant. <laughs> fucking retards. People never get that. Yeah. You know, we, we went it to college, people. Though. We went to college. Yeah, yeah. They taught a lot of geography in college. Yeah. I remember my geography <laughs> class. I, I aced all those tests. What's the capital of Alabama? <laughs> Little Rock. There were multiple choice, too, which made it really easy. I think I've already said this on the thing, but I did have geography in uh, junior high, and my geography teacher was actually shaped like a globe. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, that must have been helpful. Did she, <laughs> well, did she, she have countries tattooed it, on her she body? She did wear sort of those, what do they call it? It's not a jumpsuit, but it's like the one-piece sort of thing with the pants. I guess a, it jumper. Is a, jump, a jumper. It's jump, a jumper. Uh, but not, that's what they call sweaters in Australia. So never mind. But if she had a suit that had all the countries and capitals on it, because she was shaped like a globe, it would have been a good teaching aid. And you could spin around and be like, I want to go there. Yeah. 
that tit. <laughs> Before moving with her husband to the Kenyan capital of Nairobi in 2006, see the article answer my question right there. Well, before she did this, Sharon Brown was re- was a reference librarian at Antioch University, New England, in Keene, New Hampshire. Keene, New Hampshire, okay. Um, Sharon Brown only spent a year at Antioch. Uh, her director, uh, the, the library director at the university where she worked said, because when she got the opportunity to work in Kenya, she felt it was a chance to do something too good to pass up. Um damn hippies the library director uh, at antioch says sharon was a quiet open person very present whatever that means she was like not passed out on heroin <laughs> <laughs> you're totally with me in the library right now you you know the card catalog the dewey decimal system you're here you're not sniffing the rubber cement <laughs> like all the other employees at the library you're not stoned out of your mind which is what the college library uh, kids do to me, she was a. I'm sorry, I missed a quote. She believed that every exchange was a mutual learning. She opened the exchange by listening. So this library director, her name is uh, something Leversy, uh, Marcy Leversy. She's a real piece of work. Yeah, I I, I picture her to be just kind of this benevolent old creature. She goes on. <laughs> I don't. Know, she's just totally like full of hot air. Leversy goes on. She was a cherished colleague to me. She was a citizen of the world in the finest sense. All right, give it up already, <laughs> Jesus okay? Jesus Christ, we get it. Kind of who? I know, should this woman receive knighthood? Yeah, you're going to get a tattoo of her face on your ass cheek? <laughs> Jesus Christ, I know somebody in fucking Georgia will do the work for cheap. Have a tattoo machine and a guitar string. <laughs> the Browns, because uh, Sharon Brown was married, they became passionate about Africa after serving in the Peace Corps. Peace Corps. Kind of like Angelina Jolie, but she never served in the Peace Corps. She's too rich to serve in the Peace Corps. You think she really thinks she's going to go live in a hut? No, she's going to just pay the village and, like, steal all their children. (laughs) They became passionate about Africa after serving in the Peace Corps. Corps. Uh, That was where uh, they became committed to promoting education. Uh, This, this, the verbose library director has one more thing to say. It says that Sharon Brown had an affinity for Africa. Well, that's good, though. That's good <laughs> that she good wants to, to go and help people. an affinity for a third yeah. world uh, continent. Um, as but, long as someone else does. I can, you know, it's, I'm fine with that. It's like, if that's your hobby, go and, you right. know, pretend well, you care about Well, it was all shits and giggles, you know. They, they, she, she quit her university job, and her husband had some other university job, and they, they quit it, and they said, you know, we loved Africa when we were there in the Peace Corps. We're going to go back. We're going to teach poor villages kids to do stuff. And, uh, you know, we're going to, like, bring them books, and I'm going to, like, learn how to wash my clothes with the village women, which is kind of retarded, because all they do is put their clothes in the river and scrub them, and why do I have to ask them about that shit? Why can't I just do it? You know, I knew a girl that was in the Peace Corps in, uh, like, East we, Africa. Everybody knows a girl that was in the Peace and Corps. all she said she did, she ended up cutting it short and coming back. All she said she did was build latrines. Oh, yeah? Because they didn't have, like, a sewage system. Flush so toilets. all she did was deal with African native sewage. Oh, okay. Well, what yeah. the fuck did she think she was going to do? She, she thought she, she was going to be, like, out of Africa and she was going to be boning Robert Redford the whole time? I think she thought she was going to go over there and teach him how to, like, do farming and, like, really improve <laughs> their lives. And next thing you know, all she's doing is directing their shit down, like, a stream. Uh-huh. Hey, <laughs> hey, you know, if you think you're above that sort of thing, don't join the Peace Corps. I hate the Peace Corps. I'll go off on that Well, later. you're not going to join it, so the point is moot. 
Well, no, it'd be a waste of time for me. Well, even when you go over to Africa and you're you're an altruistic asshole like these people, oh, sorry, person and family, they have a, they had a kid by the way, a toddler. You gotta gotta have a little R and R, right? So, what do you do in Africa when you need some R and R? Find um, some heroin. Yeah, I don't <laughs> no, know. No, no, you go on safari. Oh, oh yeah, you know, yeah, okay, you go on safari, nature hike type thing. Uh, well, I so, imagine that's popular to do there. Uh, the family was hiking on a nature trail about one mile from the Castle Forage Lodge. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Real woman of the people here in the Castle Forest Lodge. Gave me a break. <laughs> While they were hiking about one mile from this Castle Forage Lodge, which really probably is just a shack, right? Where the family was vacationing, uh, said the owner, Malia Van Lar, who as I assume is Dutch or Afrikaner or something, right? Sounds like it. Uh, and sad to say, an elephant emerged from the bush, not a bush, the bush, you know, the, the bush, forest, the, the, forest. The, uh, the untamed wilderness, uh, the, and the elephant emerged at full speed without any warning. Everybody ran away, but the lady, Sharon Brown, burdened by the weight of the baby, perhaps, or in panic, was not able to run fast enough. Official, officials identified her body, she's 39, and said the daughter's name was Margot. Brown, originally from New York, and her husband are listed as faculty members at the International School of Kenya. Friends and colleagues at the American Curriculum K-12 School had a memorial service Wednesday. I bet she would have... They were trampled. I bet she regrets not staying on that pill. <laughs> not she, only would the baby not be dead, <laughs> but she probably would have gotten away from the elephant. The baby would never so. existed, and she would have been able to run away from the elephant. Yeah. Although, it, it was a lone elephant, and lone elephants can be quite dangerous, and they believe that the, they had, uh, what, elephant babies? What, elephant cub? Yeah, if, they call if, it? If heard, yeah elephant, nearby. female elephants are fiercely protective over their calves. I've, yeah, I've and they become that. enraged. And, plus, and, I mean, I, and I do, I mean, the, the husband's still alive. It's got to be horrible. I mean, I hope he doesn't listen to this PCAST. What a way to die, though. It's just like he's, you know, you know that guy's going to I'm sure eventually she move I'm on. I'm sure she didn't suffer. But I, but I mean, he's eventually going to move on, probably meet another hippie Peace Corps, ex-Peace Corps person. Well, why wouldn't and, he uh, meet, meet a native? I guess you could meet a native, right? But um, but anyway, I mean, he could do this, and he, he's going to be like talking. He's like, "Yeah, it was a freak elephant trampling accident that killed my wife." It's a good story, dude. Really? To think about it, it's like okay, yeah. Maybe I guess it works from a guy guy telling that story to a girl perspective. All you'll, probably I'm saying, you'll probably definitely get laid. But if a girl tells me that her boyfriend got trampled by an elephant, I'll be like, "Oh, really? Yeah, see you later." <laughs> it's, it'd be hard not to laugh. But all I'm saying is like, okay, what's the alternative for us? It's like, yeah, my wife got wasted at the bar and ended up drinking and driving and like running into a wall. Uh-huh. You know, it's like at least this <laughs> is that guy, what, that's that what's in both of our future. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like maybe uh, I will go in the Peace Corps, dude. All that I'm saying is bad. this guy's got a story out of it. It's like, yeah, I was married once, and uh, once it's a beautiful lady. It's one day beautiful we were daughter. in Nairobi, Kenya, and she got trampled by elephants. One elephant. <laughs> one elephant. All right. But you know, those things are fierce creatures. You can't outrun one of those. Right. I hear uh, hippopotami are also very scary. They're the most feared animal in the forest. They can, like, bite your entire torso off, I think. Dude, they got, like, 10,000 pounds of pressure in But, like, uh, rhinoceri, which you think would be dangerous because they've got that big horn, aren't very uh, aggressive. I've read that bands of elephants, I think that's what they're called, gaggles of elephants. <laughs> I've read that gaggles Troops. of elephants in India love beer so much that they just go and ransack villages, just stomp on everybody, drink all the beer, and go to the next one. It's like Bad this ass. rice beer that they make out there. Love it. 
fierce creatures. So on the sick and wrong star scale, what a way to go. I mean, I think it's cool that the, that the, the husband here gets a story out of this. But what a way to go, though. I mean, he even stomped the kid. Truly. I'm going to give that 4.5. Yeah. I, I, I have a newfound fear and hatred of elephants now. I mean, I, I think the Japanese maybe should develop a taste. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised <laughs> the Japanese aren't going there and hunting elephants. <laughs> We're doing research. Oh, spicy elephant roll. Very uh, rare I'm and researching delicious. researching how long it takes to digest elephant. <laughs> <laughs> so far, two hours. No elephant in shit yet. <laughs> so the third story here comes from John from uh, Sydney, Australia. Hmm. He writes, A, did Wackerly go to Africa and buy his girlfriend? Was she cheaper because she has a dong? That's not even nice. No, I mean, that's an added accessory. Obviously, it's more expensive. <laughs> be it's more an expensive. option. <laughs> Can no. I get the uh, model with the penis, please? And his girlfriend's uh. not African. She's African-American. Mm. He had to go to, like, Oakland to buy her. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to love this. Jennifer, the woman, was thrown to the dogs. This title makes no sense. Mm. When Nathan Awali bought his wife for two Is this cows, another African article? This is an African article. All right. We have two African stories. Right. So and you went to see Af- Avatar, which is about Africa, too, right? It's not the about jungle? Africa. It's about, it's about a planet called Pandora. Afritar? <laughs> When Nathan Awali bought his wife for two cows, he believed it gave him the right to treat her like an animal. How wrong was he? Mm -hmm. For seven years, Jennifer's wife was forced to breastfeed puppies of her husband's hunting dog. Seven years? Seven years. Well, they're not puppies if it's seven years. Oh, I guess they're new batches of puppies. puppies. Uh, After drinking and smoking heavily... Nathan would appear at the marital bed, bind his young wife's legs and hands together, and then force the mewling animals to her nipple. Uh-huh. Now, there's a heartwarming visual. Girls love puppies. Puppies are so cute. She might have enjoyed that. Puppies are so cute, though. You know, with yeah. their little fur in their teeth. You just tongue. want to squeeze them till their eyes pop out of their head. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never knew that you could actually feed puppies human breast milk. Mm-hmm. Have I mean, you ever tried it? No, but I, I just didn't think that they would survive well, on human breast milk. Um, well, they might be getting, eating kibble also. What or, about vice versa? Could we survive on puppy milk? I think so, if you had to. Or dog milk? It, you might have a little bout of sickness at the beginning while you're sort of, your body is acclimatizing itself to, you know, the different bacterias, but... But eventually you Why like, not? This tastes pretty good, man. Tastes like soy milk. You can eat your shoes and survive for like, you know, a couple months. <laughs> Just listen to all those like trapped in Antarctica stories. So uh, the rationale here, the husband, he claims he handed over two cows to his father-in-law as part of the bride price for his new wife. So he reasoned if the cows are no longer around to provide milk, then his new purchase would have to provide milk for the pups. So wait, <laughs> why can't the why can't the mama dogs provide milk for the puppies? You know, I was so before about the wife, it was the cow. This guy has something with interspecies milking. <laughs> There's something going on. Interspecies in, suckling. Is that what they do in Africa to make better hunting dogs? Nothing. Everything gets milk from something else there. That's the rule. <laughs> this is the law. This is the law of the jungle desert svelte god. What the, what the hell is in Africa? I forget. The svelte, right? I think, yeah, the velt. The, uh, the velt. Svelte. What's svelte? 
Svelte. Svelte's a suave guy. Bob Barker, he's Svelte. Svelte, Svelte, right. That's what I meant. Um, the Svelte. His Velt. wife claims, I had to feed them all through the night. And then in the morning, he would untie me. His wow. wife's 26 years old, and she explained this matter-of-factly. It, it sounds like this didn't even bother her in the least. Well, after seven years, you just accept it. You just kind of get used to it? Yeah. You might even become to begin to enjoy it. Well, they are cute puppies. Yeah, puppies are so cute. They really are. Like, you know, I was thinking about this. Is there like a, a lol puppies site, like lol dogs? You know, there's yeah. lol cats. Yeah. This would totally be great for pictures. You can like have little captions on it. I have a nipple. You can suck it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, my gets me some titty. <laughs> lol. So she, her eyes, one... eyes be motorboat and your wife. <laughs> You can have a little puppy suckling tits. It's so, it's so cute. Puppies are cute. Yeah. So her ordeal began in, uh, in 2002 with the arrival of her firstborn daughter. There was a mm. reprieve with a second child, a boy named after his father. He was protected from the indignity of having to share his mother's breasts with the puppies. But not the third child, Olinga. When he was born, a new litter of puppies was also brought to suckle. So one baby was suckling tit, one puppy was suckling the other. That baby, Olinga, started having fits and foaming at the mouth, and he died just before his second birthday. Now, what the hell does that mean? That means that uh, humans can't survive on dog milk, and I was saying that But all he was along. suckling off the mother's milk. Well, he was suckling off mother's milk that was tainted by dog mouth. <laughs> I mean, do you ever smell dog breath? It's disgusting. There's stuff going on no, in yeah, there. Yeah, you're thinking puppy breath smells great. Puppies are cute. I guess, yeah, I don't really understand where that happened. Uh, you know what I think maybe happened is it's an African child and they die all the time. And to blame <laughs> it on this weird dog situation is a little premature. It's probably all the flies in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably yeah. what killed him. Oh, it them. must have been the dog. But, but there's flies coming out of its butthole. Every kid has that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Why would you even mention it? You yeah. crazy person? I, I, I don't even understand it. But he had fits and he foamed at the mouth. I think he might have got rabies, actually. Don't, like, three out of every four African children have AIDS? What about that? <laughs> no, dude, it was breast milk. Yeah, it must have been the puppies. You think that, do you think the husband we'll blame the, like, We'll blame the cute puppies. He's for... like, the milk's gone bad. I want my cows back. <laughs> <laughs> Refund. Uh, after her baby son's death, she hoped You have her... clearly not treated this girl correctly. That's why the milk has gone bad. I am not giving it to this cow. Uh, but after the baby son's death, she hoped her husband's perversion might end. And uh, when she gave birth to another daughter, and the abuse started up, uh, but even worse, this time she snapped. She went to a woman's refuge. She fled with, her whole, with all of her children. Uh-huh. And uh, the case made front-page headlines around the East African nation. Well, are they talking about the puppies, too? Does she consider those her children? <laughs> and she's suckling them? I don't... Just, yeah, I just the human like, children. I think just the human kids. Okay. Minus the one that's dead. Yeah, minus the one that's dead. But sure. she f- she fled with them. And, uh, but you know what's interesting about this is it actually turned out, I mean, it was such an atrocious act that happened to her and she had to suffer so much. But a bill was passed to tighten up domestic violence laws in Uganda because of this. <laughs> Dude, it's no laughing matter in Uganda. It's hilarious. And Uganda, the Ugandan Anti-Domestic Violence Committee. More than two in three women have suffered some form of abuse at the hands of a spouse. I believe that. Yeah. I just wonder how effective the committee is. Yeah, I think they're about as effective as the Whaling Commission. <laughs> <laughs> you know what has to happen. What? Japanese men have to develop a taste for Ugandan female wife abusers, spouse abusers. 
And then hippies are going to go, like, Peace Corps is basically going to go out there and disrupt the uh, the stealing of uh, babies. But they'll still, the Japanese will still eat tons of Ugandan spouse abusers. <laughs> it won't have any effect, because who cares? Well, so what's interesting here is the group that campaigns for women's rights in this country believes that the bride price practice is a contributor to the spiraling levels of domestic violence. Right. But that, hap- the but that happens all over the world. More places than not, I would think. They don't have bride prices in the U.S., I said all over the world, not in the U.S. Okay, you're saying then in the, 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 in, par- in the, the third world, the countries. dowry process, you know, which which most of the world is, you know, third world country, right? Is that established? Oh yeah, majority is. Are 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 like Arab countries third world, even if they have lots of oil money? I, I don't know, more or less. Well, so there too. But uh, yeah, actually, they do do a dowry. Arranged marriage. marriages and uh, you know dowries and bride prices—that's a common thing. So hypothetically. If we had the bride price dowry system in this country, uh-huh. what do you think the American equivalent is for two cows? Whew. Like if, let's say, okay, you wanted well, to buy... It's like buy, a used car. Maybe a couple. You think it'd be two used cars? Plus uh, an Xbox. Not 360, original Xbox. Oh, okay. Just an old with Xbox. With about maybe 15 games. Good games. Well, 10 of the games are good. Five of them are shit. Because, dude, I mean, two cows, like, this guy couldn't even feed his puppies anymore. Right. You know, I mean, he, he relied on these That's why I'm piling cows. shit on. I mean, so, if, you know. You're talking two used cars. An Xbox. Uh, an Xbox, an old Xbox. Original. And, uh, hmm. I don't know, a cell phone? Like, a, one of those Razor phones? Yeah, Do people maybe. still have those? Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is it's got to be negotiated. So, the price today can be different than the price tomorrow. I mean... You know, is this me paying the dowry versus you paying the dowry? I kind of like the idea of that, though. It's like, you know... The, you, the dad has got to get a good look at us, and he's got to... You got to wheel and deal. I just like... Like, I mean, if I'm trying to get Bob Barker's daughter, forget about it. <laughs> but I, like I can't the, afford it. I like the idea of haggling with the father. It's like, you know, never mind if I'm a hideous, you know, wart-ridden, disgusting old troll. Genital warts we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but I mean, it doesn't even matter. But it's like I can go to this guy and be like, you know, I got, you know, a used jalopy and a jalopy and uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and a jalopy, <laughs> jalopy, <laughs> you know, and in like uh, an Atari twenty six hundred uh-huh. and uh, a couple of VHS copies of Roadhouse, mm. and I want to marry your daughter. Can you throw in a DVD of Roadhouse? DVD of Over the Top. Deal. Done. <laughs> Shake my hand. But um, what I'm saying is I'm surprised these countries don't value women more because women are a commodity. It's like you're going to get cows. You're going to get jalopies. We, we, don't, <laughs> jalopies. We, don't, we don't value them here at all. We just give them away. I know. They have no just, value. It doesn't even matter. And, and the it's father, really a sad statement about you know our, our views of women. We just don't respect women enough to pay anything for them. To buy them, them yeah. Well, I think we feel just, like we just throw them willy nilly about. But not only that, we let them choose their their spouse. Well, that's ridiculous. I I, I feel that the fathers have a lot to gain through this dowry system. <laughs> They're missing out. They're I missing the mothers. Out. So on the sick and wrong star scale, there, Wacker. You know, it's good that uh, they brought the issue of domestic violence to the forefront here. Mm-hmm. But it's bad that she had to breastfeed puppies for seven years. I'm just sad that that one kid died because I think he could become like the dog soldier, like Jet Li. Do you think, do you think this is how the dog whisperer came to be? The dog whisperer? You know that guy that can whisper to dogs? Um, if you're suckling a teat right next to a dog that's suckling the other teat, you probably develop a bond. Yeah. 
Well, I guess this is probably an opportune moment. I've been kind of holding this back, but, and I've never even told you this, but I am actually the breast whisperer. <laughs> so any ladies who are having any pro- breast-related problems, um, you could whisper to bring them? them over. Well, that's good, and I'll fix you up. Yeah, we, we should get your own program, your own television <laughs> program. That, that's a good good way to go. It's really going to be my own program because no, it's not going to be filmed. <laughs> Nobody else is going to know about it but me and my clients. It's going to take place in your apartment. And we might need repeated sessions. I might need to do some vagina whispering. Or Dude, maybe- no, 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 no. That's my territory. <laughs> I'm the veg whisperer. You can come over. Dude, I can whisper to snatches. What about butthole whispering? <laughs> I don't do the butthole <laughs> unless it's or they've taken a bath. If, they, if there's been bathing involved, that's then, why I'm a professional and you're a trainee, dude. If there's bathing involved, I'll whisper to any butthole or other <laughs> hole. <laughs> so on the sick or wrong star scale, there's some puppy suckling. Because of that, I'm giving this five stars. Uh, I'll give it uh, a four point seven five. Well, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. People, go vote. SickAndWrongPodcast.com. You can decide which story is the most disturbing for episode 208. Well, we got a few phone calls to the Sick and Wrong hotline and some emails to SickAndWrongPodcast at Hotmail.com. Before we get to that, here's another word from our sponsor, AdamAndEve.com. Hello, it's Minnie Trucker Paul. From now on, call me Big Mac. And go to adamandeve.com and type in the entry code DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, for all your in-the-bed needs. Honey, I'm going to adamandeve.com. Shut up, bitch. So that's right. Go to adamandeve.com, jack-off sleeve January. Buy yourself a jack-off sleeve. Celebrate self-exploration this month. That's what, that's what the New Year's all about. Discover yourself. Right. You know, so go to adamandeve.com and you check out, use the word diddle, 50% off your purchase, three free adult DVDs, a free gift, and free shipping. You can't beat that. So, Wacker, we got a number of phone calls to the Sick and Wrong hotline, 206-666-3846. We also got emails to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. But before we get to that, I want to say thank you to More Girl and Ams for sending us some of these sweet gifts. Yes. You know, we were, I think we were bitching. I don't even want to say lamenting. We were bitching about the sheer <laughs> lack of gifts that we got for the Christmas show. In true Scrooge slash Grinch style, we were complaining that we didn't get enough shit. Yeah, I know. And uh, which is so funny because it's, it's just sour grapes. It's like, well, you podcasters didn't get gifts for producing your podcast. But anyway, it's, you know, a lot of people send an email saying, well, I sent you a gift. It just, it just didn't get there in time. Right. And so more girl. Uh, send us this gift. We actually got, we got a card from Ams, and we got a, a really cool gift from More Girls. So I'm going to read her card, which I must, I must compliment this card. It's hot. It's a hot card. It says hot. Yeah, it's it hot. It says hot in like the bodies of uh, you know half-naked and bikini-clad Floridian, Floridian babes, girls. Because More Girl is a, works in a morgue in Florida, I believe. You know, I wonder. Although, if you look at the little ISBN code, or what do they call it on the back? Those little barcodes. Oh yeah, right underneath it says it's printed, printed in Canada. In Canada. <laughs> yeah, but dude, these aren't Canadian babes. No, I think they just—it's clip art. <laughs> but you know what's funny is it kind of looks like an '80s card. So do you think these the girls, bikinis are definitely '80s bikinis? Yeah, do you think these girls are even alive now, or do you think more girls maybe embalmed a couple of them? <laughs> yeah, if you look know. really close, their eyes have sort of threads across the pupils. I love how it has this little description of Florida. 
Florida, the most popular vacation spot in the USA, is the perfect getaway for people of all ages. Is that true? I don't know, because I've only seen old people there. But is it the most popular vacation spot? It could be true. It, that might be. Yeah. It offers everything from sandy white beaches and crystal clear waters to top-class resorts, outstanding scenery, scenery and an uh, uncurable case of herpes. Cocaina? <laughs> and cocaine, yeah. Cubans? Get in Miami. Empanadas? <laughs> tons of Cubans. Lots of boat people there. So go there and enjoy it. Anyway, uh, more girl writes in. Hey, Dean Lance. Uh, you know, you should almost read this because I'm in trouble reading this, uh, this writing here. Right. I think you need, might need bifocals. You are getting up there. I am getting up there. Hey, Dean Lance. Seriously, does anyone ever thank you for doing over 200 shows in a row without a break? We have never taken a break. Yeah, we've pride. never missed a week. It is a source of pride. Some of the weeks have sucked, <laughs> and one or the other of us have been gone. But we've never missed a week. Yep. All right, that's enough self-stroking. More, more of that later tonight. Well, I wanted to thank you. I really enjoy the show, sometimes maybe too much. Uh-oh. And I hope you enjoy your gifts. Love you guys. More girl heart. It's a symbol of a heart. And you know what? To be honest, more girls. There's, think- there's actually three three <clears throat> gifts in here. Yeah, and we're I- opening up the first one, which is the most intriguing because the the other the second and third are most obviously bottles of something. Yeah, this but the, one the, was not bottle shaped. No, this one is really cool. It's an authentic gator head, a genuine gator head. It's like a little baby crocodile. <laughs> is that a baby or is that like a full grown one? I don't know. No, I, no, it is a, it's a gator, not a crocodile, right? Yeah, it's a medium. It's a medium gator. This is an alligator. That's what they have on there. But what it's do you, a gator you sound head. like you sound like you're a reptileologist. Or like, what are you? You don't know what you're talking about. Is it called a herpetologist? <laughs> Whatever. Is it herpetologist? Okay, Mister. I know about reptiles in the okay. name of reptile science. All I'm saying guys. it's kind of small. I thought a gator head would be a little bit bigger. <laughs> but bigger you said teeth. it's a medium adult. It's, no, it's a medium. Okay, it's a it's an adolescent gator. I'm just fucking. That's what you. I'm saying. Yes. But no, it's pretty cool. It's a gator yeah. head. I like that. So before it even got to adult age, they chopped, they its, chopped head its head off, off. Put some fake eyeballs in there, dried it out, and and more girl mailed it to us. Mailed Much to appreciated. Us. But you know what I like too? I like its little gator paw right here. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that. Creepy. Yeah, yeah chained to that. I, I like wish you had a cat because that would be really fun to freak the cat out with. You mean if she sent us a cat head? No, no, if like oh. you had a, a, a cat as a... We could go over to your sister's place and bring the gator head and freak their cat out. Don't oh, you think? That's a good idea. Yeah. That is a good idea. I'm thinking... You know, I wonder why they don't do that, because puppies are so cute. Why don't they send disembodied puppies heads? I would love to have a puppy head. A I would let it head. suckle up on my male yeah. nipple. <laughs> I think that'd be kind of cute. Yeah. And so, uh, more girl also sent us some bottles, which yeah. I haven't unwrapped yet. So let me unwrap my bottle. One's and, for uh, you and one's for me. Yeah. Yours is green. Mine's red. And... What is your what? bottle there, Wackerly? A bottle of Jim Beam. A whole fifth. My favorite. What yeah, did you en- get? Enjoy that Jim Beam, because I got bullet bourbon. Hmm. Ha ha. Wow. <laughs> I do love Beam, but... More Girl has just been was elevated... Is there a cost differential between our, you know... More Girl has just been elevated to my favorite sick and wrong listener. <laughs> if you die... <laughs> You should go to the morgue where she works. I would love to be embalmed by her. Uh-huh. So thank you, morgue girl. I appreciate that. We, I mean, I'm going to be drinking this bullet bourbon every shot. I'm going to be thinking of you. 
<laughs> but we do appreciate that. Thank you. We also got a card from Ams. The Amster sent us a card. The Amster. <laughs> you might know her from the Killer Spoons podcast. I'm not going to read it because it's too personal. And uh, But it was very sweet. And uh, I think she'll probably appreciate it if I don't like lay it all out there. And I, I might tear up a little bit. Yeah, I don't But I don't it does. Really the card that. itself says, all the best. And she closes it with Happy Christmas, Merry Hanukkah, Wasted New Year, Lots of Love and Nonsense, Always. Ams. Thank you, Ams. Amber, as we everybody knows her. No, but from seriously. the Killer Spoons podcast. No, 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 no message from Peter. <laughs> He's kind of a surly dude, but we, I love him too. Seriously, we do love getting gifts, but we appreciate anything. I kind of so. feel bad because like... I didn't send Ams anything. I didn't send anybody anything. I didn't send anybody. I, I kind so, of feel bad, too. So maybe that will ameliorate you know, the whole Ams thing, because like, we didn't send anything to anybody. We just take. Yeah, we, we, we're just takers. But no, we appreciate anything, and we don't expect anything. And thank you, more girl and Ams, for the, 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 the gifts and the right. card. I like that. I do expect boobs on the forum. I like that. That's gift enough. Yeah. I do like that. So we got a couple phone calls we got to get to, some emails, and uh, then we got to get the hell out of here. So why don't we play call number one to the sick and wrong hotline. Don't even know who it's from. So yeah, let's get this going. I'm going to surprise you, actually. Hey, do Hey, Lance. This is Fozzie. Uh, long time no talk. Fozzie! Uh, is in town tonight, so we're going to go hang out. Newer listeners, or, I mean, even listeners who've listened to like the past 50 probably don't even know who Fozzie is. No, Fozzie Bear hasn't, like, been he's, on he's the like forum. He's like our, our or... New York, Chelsea, New York City living gay correspondent. We interviewed yeah. him one time. He used to he post was on the forum all the time. Uh, wasn't he on the three-year anniversary show? Maybe. When no, not Kendra three. Was on Would have been three? Yeah, yeah it was a three-year so. anniversary. Yeah, yeah. They're good friends. But uh, people might remember, long-time listeners might he remember. He actually came out here and hung out with us one time. Yeah, we had, had a blast. But people might remember Fozzie Bear as the creator of the gay uh, Wackerly uh, remix competition. He came up with the idea. He was the originator. He's the one who <laughs> originally mixed the gay Wackerly MP3. It was it was amazing. It was one of my that was one of my favorite moments of Sick and Wrong. All right. Well, do you want to hear what he has to say? Yeah. Well, what does Fozzie have to say? Hang out a little bit later. Um, so, but the reason I'm calling, she actually reminded me of the reason I wanted to call. Recently, I was coming back on a flight from well, I'll say someplace to someplace. Um, and it was a short flight. It was only like an hour, hour and 20 minutes. Um, and it was a small plane, too. So, and it wasn't overbooked, which is pretty rare these days. But anyway, I had the uh, little aisle to myself. I, there was just two seats, and there was nobody sitting next to me. And my boyfriend is with me, but he was sitting on the other side of the row uh, by himself as well. So uh, it was kind of late. I was kind of tired. I had a blanket. Is that a gay thing? Because if, if I had like an entire like six-seat row or three-seat row... Like, to myself and my girlfriend. My girlfriend would insist upon sitting right next to me and, like, putting her head on my fucking shoulder. Yeah, I was about to say. My but if you're gay, you're just like, dude, let's fucking space out, dude. I would be my wow, girlfriend's luxury. pillow. You know, little bony, horrible another Jewish reason, pillow. And another but, reason to make me think of switching teams. Yeah, no, gay guys can be like, you get over there, I'm over here. No, no, way over there. Okay, yeah, dude. I didn't even know I could go this far. This is awesome. High five. Oh, we're too far away to high five. Awesome. <laughs> One thing led to another, and I ended up, uh, I got a heart on, and I started playing with myself. And then I looked around, and I realized everybody else was asleep on the plane. So you can, uh, you can guess, I beat off. So, so I jerked off on the plane underneath the blanket. Um, and so what I'm wondering is, 
I was really proud of myself afterwards. I'm wondering, is am I a trailblazer? Has anybody done this before? Has anybody actually, I know there's the Mile High Club, we'll have sex in the bathroom, but has anybody ever actually beat off in a plane in midair? So I'd like to put that out to your, your listeners and see if anybody else has ever done this or if I am the coolest person in the world. Um, I hope things are going well, and hopefully I will be back in San Francisco, and I'll see you guys soon. Keep your sex, keep it wrong. Bye. <laughs> well, you know, he's not the first to do it, because I've done it. In the bathroom. In the bathroom. That's not what he's talking about. That's not what he's talking about. Is he saying done it in the air? I mean, I think, or I think, masturbated at your seat? I think he... Fozzie Bear is a smart guy. He obviously re- has to realize that dudes have beat off in the plane bathroom. But he beat off in his seat under a blanket. Yeah, I've never done that. I've never done that. Is he, well, and he's asking if it's the first. And we obviously can't answer that question. But maybe our listeners can... If you've ever beat off... In your in your chair with like you know the lights on that say you can't get up and just beat off anyways right in your chair, you know, I've, call I've in, email that. in, whatever. But what I wonder though, <clears throat> where did he where blow did the it? semen go? Where yeah, did like, where, where did the spunk fly? I would have put it right in the sky mall <laughs> between like pages fifty and fifty one. <laughs> Dude, I would have got the vomit bag and just like that just totally jizz in that That's and then put reasonable. it back in the seat pouch. Yeah. Somebody's about to puke from air sickness, and then they smell your dried-up cum, and it just makes them puke that much more. You know, he's lucky he didn't do this in Detroit on Christmas Day, because a passenger probably would have seen him with his hands vigorously going up and down under that blanket, thinking he was constructing a genital panties bomb. Right. And then he would have been tackled, boner flying out, some guy, like, on his back, his hands tied behind his back, and he would have just said... Oh, Fozzie actually would have yeah, liked Yeah, remember, that. this is Fozzie. Some, like, <laughs> young, ripped Dutch dude from Amsterdam's tackling him. He'd be like, oh, this is the best. <laughs> I, I think I'm putting this shit on Facebook. <laughs> no, Fozzie would have enjoyed that. Okay, so <laughs> Fozzie would have been like, I got laid on the plane now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, is, it was the Mile High Club. So, yeah, I do wonder. People, if you've jerked off on a plane or even got a blowjob, I don't know how many people get blowjobs on planes. Once again, I mean the big differentiation is like in the in the stall or what? Would you be? What would you do if you were sitting on a plane and there was no no one in between you and then some guy sitting in the window seat? You kind of fell asleep and you sort of woke up. You look over and it was obvious that this you know dude next to you was just totally spanking the monkey. Would you? <sighs> get I, up I'd and be leave? pretty pissed. I think I would say something to the stewardess. You would press the little call button and yeah. be like, buzz, buzz, right. there it is, this guy's jacking off right now. He's having a wake a foot away from me. I think I would go full full on cherub of justice. No, in normal society, I wouldn't, but in that plane, you're so trapped that I would just, that would be the only thing you could do. I don't know what I'd I would I'd be like, do. can I have some peanuts? <clears throat> and he's touching his penis. <laughs> Get me a ginger ale <laughs> and add a lot of uh, vodka in that. <laughs> So I, I don't know. We're, we're going to open that question up to listeners. Um, uh, yeah, if you've ever jacked off on a plane, if you ever had a wank on a plane, give us a call. Let us know. And be specific because we want to know if it happened in the seat. Uh, Bathroom doesn't count. It does count. I mean, I want to hear about that too, I Bro, guess. I, you didn't want to hear my story? No, I don't want to hear anything else. <laughs> Thank you, Fozzie. It's good to hear from you. Happy New Year. What's uh, call number two? An interesting one, I have to say. And a new caller. Hey, sick and wrong. This is Doc O'Malley, 2X. Uh, I'm a fucking work right now. I'm in, I live in Florida, and I just fucking I load and unload hay on this fucking uh, goddamn feed store and shit. 
<laughs> In case people miss it, did he just say I load and unload hay on the goddamn what? Feed store. At the feed store. Right. Is that a good job in Florida? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, what yeah, is he I'm, feeding? I mean, do they have lots lot of... I mean, what what do you take? Cows? Horses? Gators. <laughs> Gators don't eat hay. They eat kittens. They must have cows and horses. They're livestock. I, I imagine. Whole, yeah. But I just never thought of Florida as having a lot of, you know, cattle or horses. But I guess horses, maybe. How many years of college do you think it takes to get a job in that field? Uh, maybe he'll call back in and tell us. Oh, okay, I'd like his, to know. What his background is. Were there any black guys in the Lion King? I thought it was all animals. I thought it was all animals too. Like, who's he talking about? They're all African. Was it? Wait, wait. The whole thing takes place in Africa. But James right? Earl Jones did a voice for a lion. The, in the evil lion? lion? King. No, is the, the 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 father, the father of the the lion. Right, the evil one. <laughs> no, I I've actually never watched the movie. Oh, I've seen the. There's movie. a mean lion and a good. There's lion a mean lion, but the good lion. lion. But the James Earl Jones did a voice. So is he saying that this guy came in? This redneck with a big right. belly sticking out that a voice of James Earl Jones. Really? This must be a young kid. Because yeah. why would you say he sounded like Darth Vader? Darth Vader. I, or I don't know. Tulsa Doom. Hey, he unloads and loads hay for a living. Okay, Wacker, <laughs> give him a fucking break. <laughs> yeah, his brain is hay fever addled. Okay. It goes on. He goes. He comes in with his wife. She has blonde hair. She looks like she's a black guy. He, he, he comes in. His gut's hanging out. His shirt's open. And he asks for like three bales of hay, and I see him talking out front, and I see him backhand his wife in the face. So we go, and oh god, it's fucking, it's it's crazy shit, sir. So, yes, yeah, my call, I thought you guys had to think that's interesting. Man, fuck this place, and you know what, I was listening to your fucking podcast, you man, fuck Texas, fuck that shit. Fucking redneck piece of shit, ma'am. Well, that's all good, sirs. See you later. Fuck Texas and fuck the Catholic Church, you motherfuckers. Hey. Uh, hey. Hey. Dude, Texas has a lot of hay and a lot of <laughs> horses. You don't want to, you're going to inhibit your future career opportunities. Hey. Hey. Dude, hey. Hay's for horses. <laughs> <laughs> hey there. Let's not go haywire here. <laughs> Okay. So wait, Did he even say his okay. name? This is a hay bale guy? Uh, no, he said his name in the beginning. Omali something. But he was all, saying... All these foreign people have like numbers after their name. Yeah. I don't know why. I guess because somebody else took O'Malley. O'Malley or something. So he was saying he was working at the hay store. And some the dude, feed store. The, the feed, feed store. store sells other things other than hay. But He's he, just the hay guy. He works in the hay department of the feed <laughs> yeah, store. Yeah. He's the hay specialist. <laughs> Someone say hay? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I bail that. But, hey, um, hey, department line four. <laughs> <laughs> so this dude walks in, and fat guy, sounds like James Earl Jones, backhanded his wife. Right. Why did he backhand his wife? Do you, do you really need a reason? But, no, I guess not. I lip. Mean, oh, she was giving him some lip. I mean, I don't know, but, but 90% of the times uh, men backhand their wives, it's because of lip. Yeah. Lip, uh, lip was given. There, there was I, some, I like how this dude is... some back sass. This guy is the anti-cherub of justice. 
because he sees this happening and he's laughing his ass off and decides to call us. No, he it's yeah, it's it's humorous enough to him that it's worth calling the sick and wrong hotline to tell mm-hmm. us about it. Yeah. I appreciate that. But really, we're more interested in his hay job. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear a little bit more about some hay here. Okay, you know, hey, call us and tell us. Hey, about dude, some hay. Call, <laughs> call us and tell us what that's all about. What's the uh, final call here? Hey, O'Malley. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. A familiar voice beckons. Sick and wrong! Chuck and Paul. Chuck and Paul. I hope you guys had a good Christmas. I got a new phone. And when I put my new card in the new phone, or the old card in the new phone, for some reason, all my contacts came up except you guys. So I think it's a government conspiracy. Do you think Trucker Paul got an iPhone? I I think if you're a trucker and you have an iPhone, you're immediately murdered at the first truck stop where somebody sees you with the iPhone. So my question is, is this the death of the CB? Now that all truckers have well, cell phones? They've been dead, yeah. They don't use the CB anymore? Um, I thought the CB was like an extension of your arm. You I believe we've that. asked Trucker Paul. We've never interviewed Trucker Paul, right? We've never talked to him directly. No, we, it's speak, all this to back him, we and speak to him back and forth. Yeah. Which is much like a CB, He's like a Trucker right? pen pal. Well, it's much like a CB. We're, we're like, hey, Trucker Paul, tell us about this. Over. And then a week later, he calls back in and tells us the answer. Breaker, breaker. Crazy cooter coming at you. Lost sheep to shepherd. Trucker Paul, you out there? I feel like I've heard that the CB is dead. But, but what... You, the cell phone doesn't give you is the power to um, listen to everybody at the same time. So I kind of yeah. think they would still want to do that. And plus, I mean, how are you going to know where a Smokey is? There's not an app on your iPhone that says Smokey's like 20 miles ahead. <laughs> there is an app for that. but it's, Oh, there is a Smokey app? It's about a black lot lizard. <laughs> not about the cops. <laughs> so it's not the same. No. Obama doesn't like sick and wrong. I don't he had, uh, I just got done listening to 204, and you had some girl call in about a foot fetish. I like that Trucker Paul just leisurely goes through the episodes. <laughs> He's the opposite of one of those dudes who listens to like 53 in a week. Yeah, it, it's funny because like, a lot I of people... I was just listening to uh, 152. <laughs> well, a lot of people complain. Like, they'll send me emails. You know, they'll send the Stick Around Podcast hotmail address an email that will say like, I've been all through your shows. I need my sick and wrong fix. Why can't you guys do two a week? And it's right. like, you know what, dude? Settle down, chillax, cruise around in your truck, and folk, you know, and just listen to them in stride. You don't need yeah. to like, and that's, that's you don't need the, to overdo it. And that's the thing: the people that call us in about that, you know, they're like college students that should be like doing their homework and writing papers and calling their mom and hustling a job to, you know, so their parents have to pay for well, all I, of their tuition. I, I hope they're college students because I think most of them are sitting at home drinking a beer at, at 11 in the morning watching prices right. I'm just saying, <laughs> contrast that with Trucker Paul who's in a truck driving for miles and miles and he's still relaxed about it. He's still just like, I'll listen to those episodes when I get to them. Yeah. Which I, 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 I admire that. I'm going to be on CB tacking some trash for a couple hours. I admire that about yeah, Trucker Paul. I really Paul. admire it too. Uh, uh, have too much fucking time on their hands. That's what it is. And they, they get these weird fetishes. If 
you're a guy, your fetish should be, I want to stick my dick into a wet vagina. That should be the only fetish you should have. That and maybe get high and drunk and fucked up. But, well, either way, love you guys. And, uh, lick my ripped off balls. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> he just meow. You didn't, you didn't get the what he said. No, what did he say? He said, "Lick my ripped off balls, <laughs> meow." Because meow, meow makes you rip meow, off your meow balls. Meow, meow makes you rip off your balls. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Well, happy new not year. Not into the fetishes, Trucker Paul. No, not at all. Happy Kinda, new year and way. Merry Christmas, there, Trucker Paul. It's been a while since we heard from you, but uh, I completely agree with him. And I think we've mentioned this before. Actually, this is some your assertion on the show before. Yeah, I don't have a lot of uh, have too much time on their hands or money or money or both. And really, the only fetish that you should have out there is sticking your dick in a girl's vagina. <laughs> if you have a shit, or, I mean, you should have it some other one. If you have a shitload of money, I guess I don't mind like 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 uh, Christina from the forum. She's sort of like a, a fetish coach, or she's a dominatrix, and she has really rich clients who pay her a lot of money to like smash their balls. Or what does she do? She like pretend to take out some guy's teeth cbt she does all sorts of things (laughs) that's fine with me you know the guy he he can fuck anybody he wants he's just bored with it he's got a ton of money what i i hate the people who you know have like a girlfriend but and the girl's like yeah i'm dating this dude but we don't have sex because the only way he can get off is if i dress up like you know strawberry shortcake yeah, like, no. Like, fuck you, dude. That is annoying. That is He's annoying. taking a girl who's right, ready for sex from, like, some other guy who would just fuck her and just wasting her time. Yeah, exactly, because he's got some weird fetish that's just really kind of nonsensical. You need, you need to go to therapy, then get a girlfriend where you can just fuck her like a normal dude. Although I do, I do, I do maintain that fetishists do make life interesting. I, lo- I love hearing about the guy who's like well, foraging I, through someone's garbage to try to find a, a soiled yeah, diaper so he can lick it. <laughs> if the world wasn't full of people I hated, then what the fuck would this podcast be about and what would I do with myself? Exactly. I agree with that. So it's good to hear from you there, Trucker Paul. Happy New Year. And uh, yeah, let us know if uh, truckers are still using CBs. People, you can call the Sick and Wrong hotline at 206-666-3846. We always do love to hear from you. We got a couple emails. I only have time, really, for this one. Um, it was sent to sickandwrongpodcast.com. Uh, it came in from, uh, let me get a name, uh, Nate. Uh, Nate writes in, uh, hey, fuckers. First of all, I've heard you guys bash Reno, and you're all wrong. We are a badass breed that wreaks havoc on every community we spread to. <laughs> Me, I am now in Florida. Does he mean wreak havoc or spread venereal disease? <laughs> yeah. I mean, just because everybody in Reno does meth and wherever they move becomes a shithole trailer park? Yeah. <laughs> not really a, a commendable. No, I, I mean, I agree. You can have your fetal alcohol syndrome kids in Florida <laughs> as well as Reno. It's pretty badass. <laughs> You're spreading the Reno pride. He writes on, okay, now on to the horror stories. That lady that you had on the Christmas show is full of shit. And so he's referring to the, um, I forgot her name already. but The, the proprietress of the Bobby, Shady Lady. Bobby from Bobby, the Shady Lady yes. Ranch, who is the, the madam at the Shady Lady. And believe it or not, this is interesting, I read today in the news that the Shady Lady was approved by uh, the Nye County Licensing and Liquor Board to have uh, men as yeah. female prostitutes. I, I emailed that to you. <laughs> 
That's exactly where I saw it. <laughs> you dick. As long as men wear condoms and undergo weekly health tests, they can be male prostitutes. Yeah. Did so you read the approved. Did you read the other part of that article that was funny though? Nah, the sheriff you- had concerns, and this was his concern, which I almost didn't even get when I read it, but I swear to God the sheriff said he was worried that women who came to be fucked by men wouldn't be scrutinized, you know, for health reasons. Clients I'm talking about, as well as men who come to fuck women. Well, I don't understand this. They're claiming... So men who come to fuck women have relationships the sheriff with women. Is, the sheriff is they cla- get The sheriff is claiming that the women look at their dick and make sure there's not, like, signs of VD. Whereas when women come to pay to be fucked by men... Those men aren't going to do as good of a job as literally peering inside the vagina. You really think that I don't think this is what dollar the, an hour hooker <laughs> is qualified to examine your penis for venereal disease? Like I said, this I wouldn't take thought, I was I was very intrigued that the cop said this. I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I do like the fact that whores check for venereal disease. That's I actually, I mean, but but now that you say it, I mean, who better to judge a dick? Based on just sheer appearance alone, than a woman who's seen thousands upon thousands of them. <laughs> Actually, you have a point there. You yeah. do have a point. She's a dick connoisseur. So, so Nate writes in, that lady you had on the Christmas show is full of shit. Uh, Joe Conforte, the previous owner of the Mustang Ranch, had that brainchild over 30 years ago. Uh-huh. He's claiming that this guy had male prostitutes 30 years ago at the Mustang Ranch, which right. is another brothel in Nevada. Well, a famous one. He says, I was just a kid when it happened, but there was a lot of speculation that no women showed up at all, only guys. And the good old boys of Story County were not having a bunch of homos running around. <laughs> Long story short, it lasted about a month and was hailed as a failure. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, you've got to at least have a separate building because you don't want the Randy rednecks who are just out to fuck a lady at the lusty lady running Seeing a guy the homos. That, yeah. Like, but you know what, though? I, I kind of disagree with him because that was a long time ago and as bobby mentioned that the tide has changed but right. women are more independent there's like all these male strip clubs strip reviews in vegas she claims that there's a demand for male prostitutes and the difference is that she's going through this fully legal and open process yeah she's, she's, she's not she's doing a, it she's illicit. notified the authorities and she's gotten the law in Nevada changed now just because the lusty lady back then the or mustang, mustang ranch. ranch sorry was you know, doing something on the sly, or, or I think it's funny that that this guy is like, this guy thought of it first. Do you think any guy who's ever run a brothel for like <laughs> at least a year hasn't gotten bored with you know seeing all these whores fuck all these dudes and had at least the thought of like, I wonder what it'd be like if I had some dudes being paid to get fucked, dude? I think someone who's running brothels even like actually contemplating having his dog or his kittens getting <laughs> fucked. You know, I don't think it stops at just it I, I want to meet the brothel-owning guy who hasn't thought of it. <laughs> hey, have you ever thought about getting any male prostitutes? What? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? That's crazy. Okay, dude. Sorry. I didn't mean to bring it up. It'd be interesting, though, to interview... I'll take the redhead. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be interesting to interview Bobby, though, in like a year from now and be like, so, how's that uh, male how's prostitute working thing out working you? out for you? It'd be interesting to see. So Nate goes on to uh, relate this uh, kind of humorous story here. He says, growing up in Reno, we have an advantage over every other city in the nation. We have a plethora of whorehouses, <laughs> not more than 30 minutes from downtown Reno. The Mustang's only seven miles away. Wild Horse is a newer one, but it's about the same, about seven miles. I lost my virginity at the Mustang when I was 13, along with my friend, who was also 13, and his older brother, who was 14. 
I have to say, my sexual development would have been a lot different if I could have paid to have sex legally 20 miles from my house. I mean, do, do you remember that? I mean, we kind of grew up in the same area, but do you remember that strip club that you couldn't even get laid at? We knew where that was. It was what? only about 15 miles away. The what are you talking vu. about? Hmm. <laughs> what? I can't recall exactly. Yeah, I remember it. Dude, I it mean, was it, like it was like Mecca and Paradise and Xanadu all wrapped in. When one. I was thirteen, I would you know we'd drive by it on the way to the mall, and it's just like you're staring at the window, just longingly wondering what goes on in there. And then, well, you finally become. When did they let you in legally? Eighteen. 18? 18. But even when you're sixteen, you could sort of skid in if, if they you had a ID fake ID. You. But even the fake ID standards for the strip club were a lot lower than like. But buying you're still alcohol not going to get laid there. Whereas I mean, no, in, but. These hot ass chicks with their tits, and, and it was there was no alcohol, so it was fully nude stripping. Like you get to see vagina. No, I'm, I'm, believe me, I'm not downplaying it. it was do great. not downplay my good <laughs> you know, memories it, of youth. It was great, and I loved that place, and it has a fond you know place in my heart for the deja vu in Saginaw, Michigan. But if you lived in Nevada, in Reno, yeah. and the whorehouse was only seven miles away, yeah. don't tell me you wouldn't try to get in there when you were fourteen. I would have been like mowing, oh, yeah. mowing lawns like a motherfucker and <laughs> delivering papers like an asshole. I would have been saving pennies from the paper out. <laughs> he says, we were watching Debbie Does Dallas uh, 2 <laughs> when the older oh. brother convinced us we could do that right now if we went to the Mustang. So we snuck out of the house, hailed a cab, and were on our way. The cab driver felt, that, felt like he was our father as he drove us out there and told us all about getting laid. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> when we walked into the, into the uh, uh, Mustang, all the girls were lined up. We were bashful, so we went to a seating area, which was comprised of a few couches. The only rule was that those under 21 couldn't be by the bar. So I'm, I'm surprised they let 13-year-olds in there, but who knows? Well, I, I assume they didn't sort of know or were willfully ignorant. I love this. The cabbie told us to enjoy ourselves and then went to the cabbie lounge to wait for us. A cabbie lounge? <laughs> I want to hang out there and listen to those guys' stories. <laughs> I just love he's like, I remember when I was 13, boy. Go get your dick sucked. I'll be in the cabbie lounge drinking an MGD. Wait for <laughs> you. know you. the cabbie lounge is full of cigarette smoke. <laughs> cigarette smoke. And it's, like, like, it's like a gas chamber in Auschwitz. Cigarette smoke and Smirnoff. <laughs> yeah. I love that place. The girl, I, I want Sick and Wrong to be broadcast in there on from a From the cabbie lounge All of the Mustang. Them. That'd be great. <laughs> The girls then came up to us, and the older brother went with the first one, a very dark black girl. My friend and I sat on the couches and let the other girls come up to us. One was very persistent. The problem was, I had money, 20 bucks, but my <laughs> friend did not. The woman, and I say woman because she was like 42. <laughs> uh, she, <laughs> grandma. <laughs> she said the house minimum was 25 bucks. But for $20, she would bend the rules for one of us. I looked at my friend and said, I have cash. Fuck off. <laughs> You know what's kind of funny? He had sex with a woman probably older than his mother. And he probably blew his load in five seconds, and she's still charging him almost full price. I love how cheap it was back then. 20 bucks? Mm-hmm. What a bargain. How old is this dude? What a he doesn't bargain say. for me. Did he say what year this was? No, nothing like that? No, it had to be a while back. It, yeah, You can't get fucked ago. for 20 bucks oh, in no. now. Well, yeah. <laughs> or you don't want well, to okay. go to that place. At, at a classy <laughs> joint with a cabbie lounge, I'm saying. He says, long story short, I only knew sex in the porno, so I started with doggy style and finished in her mouth. Good job there, kid. Jesus you Christ, well. dude. I don't even do that now. I don't even pull that shit now <laughs> with my steady girlfriend. Finish in the mouth. 
I like how he says this was pre-AIDS, <laughs> like 1984, so no condoms. There we go. The nurse checked you out beforehand. See? So anyhow, I walk out and I see the older brother, not my friend. Um, we were like, what the hell? And then all of a sudden, my friend comes walking out from a hallway, grinning ear to ear. The cabbie came out from the cabbie lounge, saw him sitting there by himself, and paid for him to go. What a guy. Dude, do you remember that movie um, Scrooged? Uh, with Bill Murray. Right. I do remember that movie. And uh, the dude from the New York Dolls is the cab driver, but he's also the Buster go- ghost of Christmas present. David yeah. Johansson. Yeah, yeah. He was... Uh, That's the kind of cab driver this guy is. A saint. A saint. No, this guy should deserve sainthood. He probably Seriously. He probably made 40 bucks all day driving his cab. And he was just like, you know what? It's Christmas and that kid's going to get laid. I'm going to play a monumental role in these kids' lives. <laughs> They'll always remember me. They'll never he forget. achieved immortality. Well, he at least until these guys die. <laughs> then he's, then and he's get done. this, though. Then he's forgotten. One step further, though. Never, nevertheless, we used all our money up at the Mustang. We had no cash to pay for the cab ride home, but the oh. cabbie didn't care. For that night, we were his sons. He put us in the cab, gave us some cigarettes, and savored the moment with us. Wow. That's a good guy. This story is better than like Miracle on 34th Street. It's better than A Christmas Carol. It's better than what are the rest of them? Oh, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. I want to save this email because I want to read it every Christmas. I, I think this is great. I think this is great. He says that uh, we I'm found- just uh, – I'm tearing up. I really am. <laughs> He says, I hope I hope they like visit this dude because he's probably now like in a you know old folks home and has no family. I hope they visit him every Christmas and bring him lots of presents. He says right here he found out the best time to go to a whorehouse after midnight on Christmas Eve. We went to the Wild Horse a few years ago on Christmas Eve and it was awesome. These girls were twenty and twenty one, had both been in penthouse. They were not pets, but were in the hardcore sections. <laughs> really fucking hot. Anyhow, prices were a little over two hundred, probably due to the Christmas holiday. And you know the girls are probably feeling sentimental. Probably you could probably get a little anal. You don't have to pay extra. It's uh-huh. great. He writes, "Keep it sick, keep but it warm." But we're we're spending the t-shirt money to go to England, right? I'm almost gonna switch maybe, it to maybe Amsterdam. Not, right? <laughs> or maybe Reno. Just, let's, just say, it. let's go to Reno, dude. Because <laughs> think about all the extra money for whores will have. Actually, you know we I'll should fucking do that. drive to Reno. <laughs> we should totally do that. Just drive to Reno, stay in a hotel for a week. And just go and uh, basically just stay at the Mustang Ranch. Right. But, dude, um, international travel is is so enriching. And you're going to remember the seeing, you know, the countryside of England for the rest of your life. Yeah, but what or about whores? you could fuck penthouse pets. Bring out like the whores. Like 15 of them over the course of a week. <laughs> he writes, keep it sick, keep it wrong, Nate. By the way, I lived in the loin and the tender knob for a long time. You ever notice all those red lights in the apartment buildings along lower streets towards Larkin? Yes, like on Eddie and Ellis? Even O'Farrell? Those have to be whores. Go bird dog it for us. <laughs> I do love that term. Maybe we will, Nate. Maybe we will. <laughs> I'm uh, kind of scared of a tenderloin whore. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little frightened by them, too. But arena whore. But thank you, Nate. That was one of the best stories I think I've heard in a while. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a miraculous story. It's better than Miracle on 34th Street. People, you can email Sick and Wrong at sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. We really do got to get out of here. 
couple words about the forum. There's like 4,000 people on the forum right now. There's lots of new people posting these days. Lots of chicks for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, I was surprised. All of a sudden, there's a lot of girls coming to that forum. Well, it's the sound of my voice. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. So really, people, don't be it's a lurker. It's a cut of my jib. There's no reason to lurk. Just no. go on there and start fucking with people. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the whole thing about those forums. Everyone's going to be an asshole to you till you're an asshole back at them, and then all of a sudden you like kind of gain their respect. Right. And if you get called out for being a dick, just make a new handle. Yeah, and then, then make, a, make a new ID. People, go join the Sick and Wrong Forum, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Also, make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes. Leave us a comment. It really does give us great exposure. We're kind of like approaching that like 500 rating mark now. Uh-huh. A lot of comments. A lot yeah. of people are saying some cool stuff about We're us. We're asymptotically approaching it. We certainly are. <laughs> and a lot of people do find, uh, find out about us through iTunes. It gives us some good exposure. So thank you, all those people, for subscribing to the show. And also, uh, the best way to support Sick and Wrong, really, I mean, we love our sponsor. We want you to buy stuff from Adam and Eve, but you really want to support us personally, buy a Sick and Wrong t-shirt, get yourself some Sick and Wrong stickers. I'm also planning to put up some artwork of the uh, Sick and Wrong Pope painting. Um, and I don't even think we've really uh, discussed it on the show, but no. a good buddy of ours, uh, Joe. Been on the show? Yeah, he's been on the show in the past. He, he was the painting. guy who talked about the... Uh, the suicide. The, the, uh, was, didn't, wasn't she thrown from the, the window? Murder. The murder. The murder suicide. Something. The yeah. defenestration across the street. Yeah, right across the street in the Tenderloin. But he, he lives in my building. But he's a brilliant artist, and he did this yeah, rendering of the sick and wrong Pope doing like the devil sign. So, yeah, we're going to have some artwork available in the sick and wrong store. Sign pictures of the Pope coming up if right. i ever get around to making copies of it so support the show keep us going not, for at, called, if you're gonna sell it don't call them copies call them prints prints oh yeah <laughs> prints high-end g-clay prints g-clay uh, that's what g-clay. i was gonna say nice, nice support the show keep us going for another year by buying some sick and wrong crap seriously you should be wearing a fucking t-shirt you cheap bastard <laughs> the sick and wrong store is right at sick and wrong podcast uh, dot com all right, well, we're at the end of the show here. The sick and wrong song of the week was sent in by a guy named King Egg Roll. He says, hey, Dean Wack, we're big fans of the show, and it would be an honor if you played my band's song, Reach for the Stars, as a sick and wrong song of the week. It's something of a theme song for our band, Handlebars. Keep it sick, keep it wrong, King Egg Roll. The band is called Handlebars? They got handlebar mustaches, so they're all called all of them handlebars. Yeah, okay. it's pretty rad. It's, I, I it's, thought initially he was talking in the royal we because he's he's king Agrol. Yeah, no. He, but when he, he says we, he's talking about the, the him band. and the rest of the band. Okay, yeah, the band handlebars. Kind of disappointing. So go to myspace.com. The music's good though. Myspace.com slash reach high grab you hbz y o u hbz. Reach high, grab, Y-O-U-H-B-Z. We'll put up a link to it on our main page. Band is called Handlebars. On their MySpace page, they say their band sounds like a donkey fucking a cat. And I listen to it, and it really does. It, it sounds like a donkey sodomizing a cat. Like Killdozer? No, like a donkey fucking a cat. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine another band that sounds like that. That's all I can think of. So we're going to end the show with uh, Handlebars, Reach for the Stars. People, stay tuned next week. We'll be back with episode 209. Until then, take a sleep.